Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey, wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband! Wife! 
do you remember what the fuck happened last week? Because I had to ask you what the fuck happened last week and what chapter we're on. I really don't remember, actually. <laughs> well, I did a brief look, and it looks like there were lots of kings. Yeah. Kings and things. Kings and things. This king and that king, and and one king after another. Okay. And then... Um, one of them. I remember did bad. some of them were bad and some of them were good. Yeah, one and, of them did bad. Know. See, right? Yeah, See? yeah. So we ended with the reign of Baja. Okay. And, but that just started it, and that's where we're picking up. Oh, okay. Okay. Sounds good. So that was First uh, Kings chapter fifteen. Yep. And today we are doing First Kings chapter sixteen. All right, let's do this. Okie dokie. Hey, wife, do you like coffee in the morning? I sure do, husband. Morning, noon, night. Which reminds me, I need to add that to our grocery list because we're running low. Wait, before you do that, check out the website ungodlybrew.com where you can purchase a pound of your favorite flavor of coffee. What if I want more than one pound? Either order a larger amount or better yet, get 10% off by setting up a subscription for every two weeks or a month or whatever works for you. Did you set up something special for our listeners? You know I did. Exclusive for our listeners, get an additional 10% off subscriptions by entering the code SACRILEGIOUSCOFFEE at checkout. That's a hellishly good deal. Ungodly Brew is hellishly good coffee. Okay, so before I jump into 1 Kings chapter 16, uh-huh. I thought since this section that we're starting with ended, or I'm sorry, started in at the end of Fridays, right. um, I'm going to reread those three sentences. Okay. Just right. so that we're like starting today fresh from the beginning of this section. Okay, so this is still, sense? this is 15 again. This is, yeah, 1 Kings chapter 15, like the last three sentences. Okay. Okay, the yeah. reign of Baja. Baja, son of Ahijah, began to rule over all Israel in the third year of King Aza's reign in Judah. Baja reigned in Tirzah 24 years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight and followed the example of Jeroboam, continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. Okay? Awesome. So that's where we're starting today. It's totally clear now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Dude was real bad. Okay, so now, 1 Kings chapter 16, continuing with Baja. Okay. Okay. Yep. This message from the Lord was delivered to King Baja by the prophet Jehu, son of Hanani. Okay. I lifted you out of the dust to make you ruler of my people Israel, but you have followed the evil example of Jeroboam. You have provoked my anger by causing my people Israel to sin. So now I will destroy you and your family, just as I destroyed the descendants of Jeroboam, son of Nabat. You're making this sound like an Appalachian, like, uh... Yeah, I am. Family feud. Yeah, I am, because this guy's <laughs> quoting God, and and he's Southern rebel. Right. He's doing all kinds of stuff, you know? Right, Things right. bad. Yeah. yeah. The members of Baja's family who die in the city will be eaten by dogs. And those who die in the field will be eaten by vultures. Mmm, vultures. Okay? Yeah. End quote. Damn. Yeah. The rest of the events in Baja's reign and the extent of his power are recorded in... The book of whatever it's things. It's a blank Again. Spot. Yeah. Again. Wow. It's in one of those chronically king chronicle books. Kings. That's what it was. Chronicles and kings and kings and chronicles. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. Okay. Okay. So, continue. When Baja died, he was buried in Tirzah. Then his son Elah became the next king. Okay. The message from the Lord against Baja and his family came through the prophet Jehu, son of Hanani. Yeah. You know, just like they already the, said. So, yeah, we did that. 
it was delivered because Baja had done what was evil in the Lord's sight. Which, which already you already said, said, too. Yeah. Just as the family of Jeroboam had done. Parentheses was. Which, again, we also yeah. already yeah. said. And also because Baja had destroyed the family of Jeroboam. Okay. The Lord's anger was provoked by Baja's sins. Uh, yeah. He, okay. He pissed. Right. Got big mad. Let's see what he does. Okay. Does he do anything? Um. Well, we're about to start a new little section where we learn about um, Elah's reign. Right, which is the son of the guy that he was going to, you know. Baja. Fight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Elah, son of Baja, began to rule over Israel in the 26th year of King Aza's reign in Judah. He reigned in the city of Tirzah for two years. Then Zimri, who commanded half of the royal chariots, made plans to kill him. Oh, no. As you do. Right. When, yeah. When you're ruling some chariots. Mm -hmm. Yep. You say, let's kill the boss. Right. One day in Tirzah, Elah was getting drunk at the home of Arza. As kings do. As kings do. I was like, man, I misplaced that. As right. As kings yeah. do. Or I as got it you for do. you. I covered it for you. I know. I'm just saying, like, I should have waited one sentence. Right. Right. Because it was more fitting to. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, at the home of Arza, the supervisor of his palace. So he drinking. Yep. Zimri walked in and struck him down and killed him. Oh, shit. I mean, at least he died happy, question mark? I'm, I guess, if yeah. If you're going to die, die drunk, question mark? Right. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I That's don't know probably, That was probably I don't think there's horrible. any good time to die, no, really. No. No. Like, no. I was just thinking, like, at least he was having a good time, but I don't know. Whatever. Right. Yeah. He is a bad guy. Whatever. I mean, according to the Bible, he's a bad guy. Sure. sure Which sure, sure. to me doesn't mean a whole fuck ton a lot. It really doesn't. That was a weird thing. A whole fuck ton a lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understood that measurement just fine. Right. Yeah. This happened in the twenty seventh year of King Aza's reign in Judah. Apparently, we're measuring all this by Aza's reign right now. So. And, well, they're they're telling you while so and so was reigning right. in Israel, no, I know. So and so else was reigning in Judah. I know. I got so it. So it's not just during the one guy. I got it. They're just. Well, this is about as exciting as the fucking um, list of names of people mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. tribes of people and all that shit. Yeah. Well, apparently, um, when we hit Chronicles, it ain't going to be much better. Fun. Whee! <laughs> then Zimri became the next king. Zimri immediately, you know, because he just murdered. Yeah, I mean, somebody, you get to like, be king I'm once the you, boss. when you murder somebody. You get to be king. Duh. When you murder a king, you get to be king. I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Unless somebody else murders you, then and then, then they, they get, to be, get king. to be king. Right. Yeah. And and then and so on and then, so forth. And then, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's turtles all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> Zimri immediately killed the entire royal family of Baja, Damn. leaving him not even a single male child. I guess God got his God got vengeance his. thing. You could just stop right, it. God yeah. got his. He even destroyed distant relatives and friends. Man. What a dick. Right? So Zimri destroyed the dynasty of Baja as the Lord had promised through the prophet Jehu. Mm -hmm. This happened because of all the sins Baja and his son Elah had committed and because of the sins they led Israel to commit. I really don't see the point of any of this because like, there is literally no context here. Right. It's just like, here's a king. He was bad. God hated him. He killed a lot of people. Okay, next. Well, I mean, they have to name all these people to show a line of succession. They don't have to. They they are naming them, but well, they, they could don't have, have just to. made a list. <laughs> they could have just made a list, right? Like so and so and so and so and so and so during this sure. year, during that year. Yep. They provoked the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, with their worthless idols. Mm -hmm. The rest of the events in Elah's reign and everything he did are recorded in one of Is those that books. one of those books. Yep. That's just so weird to me. Yeah, I, th I feel like we almost need to get uh, the actual book here 
instead right. of reading off this so that we don't fuck it up like this. Well, yeah, probably. I'm just saying. But, you know, this is free, and I don't want to buy a Bible. Right, right. And I don't really want to borrow one from the library either. Yeah. So I'm I'm just going to stick with what I know. Okay, all right. I mean. Yeah. Do you want to buy a Bible? I do not. I do not. Do you want to check one out from the library? Nope. Okay, so I guess we got what we got. We got what we got. Zimri began to rule over Israel in the 27th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. But his reign in Tirzah lasted only seven days. Oh, shit. The army of Israel was then attacking the Philistine town of Gibbethon. When they heard that Zimri had committed treason and had assassinated the king, that very day they chose Omri, commander of the army, as the new king of Israel. They oh. were like, fuck you, murderer. You're right? not going to take yeah. over. So Omri led the entire army of Israel up from Gibbethon to attack Tirzah, Israel's capital. When Zimri saw that the city had been taken, he went into the citadel of the palace and burned it down him over himself. Wow. And died in the flames. Wow, that's dramatic. He was like, if I can't have it, no one can. Right, yeah. That's... I'm taking my toys and setting them on fire. Right, yeah. Mm, bitches. That, that was a bad move, taking over and being king. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For he, too, had done what was evil in the Lord's sight. He had seven days. Like, what the hell? He had seven days. And then he was like, I'm done for. Right? Yeah. Yep. For he, too, had done what was evil in the Lord's sight. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, what did he do? Like, what? <laughs> he had fucking seven days. What did I he know. do that was fucking evil? He murdered the guy to get in. But God wanted that done. But they were supposed to be anointed by Levites. The kings uh, are supposed to be appointed. And I don't feel like any of this shit's happening, like, correctly. It's not. And God just willy-nilly offers up punishment mm -hmm. as he feels fit, yeah. according to the Bible. I don't again. think that any but, of these are punishments. I think it's just, like, a list of what happened. Right. And then when it's something beneficial or something right. that, like, goes with the flow, then we're like, oh, that was God that did that. Right, yeah. Oh, God did that. No, totally, totally. Right? Yeah. It's like if we crash our car and we're like, oh, fuck, why did God make us crash our car? But then we realized later on that if we hadn't got into that car accident, we would have uh, made it home in time to have our entire house demolished by a cyclone and we would have been right. tore away with it. Well, God sure saved us when he made <laughs> us get into that car accident. Right. Right. It's like you... When your armchair quarterbacking, everything can be made to fit pattern. Yeah. No, you're right. He followed the example of Jeroboam and all the sins he had committed during that week. Okay. And led Israel to commit. The rest of the events in Zimri's reign and his conspiracy are recorded in... That book that... One of the those Chronicles books. of Kings or some shit. Chronicles of Kings or Chronicles of Chronicles or King Chronicles. Right. Kingly Chronicle Story Tales. Okay. Okay, now we're going to talk about Omri. Okay. Because okay? he was like, the hell you say. Right. But now the people of Israel were split into two factions. Wait, they were over... What? What? Israel was split oh, into two. Oh, okay. So Judah's so already... The splitting. Yeah, Judah's already split. Now Israel is splitting in two. Got it. Okay? Okay. Half the people tried to make Tibni, son of Ganath, their king, while the other half supported Omri. But Omri's supporters defeated the supporters of Tibni. So Tibni was killed, and Omri became the next king. This is a lot of death and a lot of fighting mm. over kingships. Yep. Like a lot. Yeah. Omri began to rule over Israel in the 31st year of King Asa's reign in Judah. Man, that dude's been in power for a long time. Ever. Right? Like, y'all need to take notes. Right? He reigned 12 years in all, six of them in Tirzah. 
Then Omri bought the hill now known as Samaria from its owner, Shemer, for 150 pounds of silver. He built a city on it and called the city Samaria in honor of Shemer. But Omri did what was evil in the Lord's Jesus sight Christ. even more than any of the kings before him. Wow, man. These guys are just trying to like one-up the evil worse, man. Right? So they don't. They don't. Apparently, they don't like. They are non. God's God's having these people killed, and then they're like, "Whatever, I'm going to be worse." Right? Like, it doesn't make any goddamn it's sense. Kind of like the Trump sycophants. Yeah, they're like trying to out out bad yeah. each other. Right? Like, no, I'm the worst. No, I am. No, I can be even worse. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. He followed the example of Jeroboam, son of Nebat. And all the sins he had committed and led Israel to commit. I kind of feel bad for Jeroboam because he's being put up against all these other evil people. Yeah. And it's like they keep getting worse every time. And right. it's like, well, are they really following his example? Or are they like, you know, Adding to they're it. like worse. Like maybe they're the example. Like they're right. the worst one, right? Yeah. I mean, if Jeroboam was like tame compared to these guys. Right. Then I'm not sure he's the example Like I don't anymore. call Trump following in the, the manner of George W. Bush, right? I like mean, I didn't like George W. back when he was president, but like I'm not like, yeah, Trump's following in his you know but evil they ways. Did help set the country up for someone like Trump to waltz in, right? But it still doesn't cross my mind to say it that way, right? Right. So. But I mean, we do talk about starting with Reagan, sure, or even Nixon, yeah. You know that they, right. they set this whole thing up so that have patience and and it'll right. happen, right? So I mean. Not exactly the same, but we do still look back at history and be like, sure. come on, Democrats. But they're making this so together. much more, like, they're just, like, listing off kings, like, bad, worse, 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 right. fucking worst. Right. Oh, wait, no, this is the worstest worst. Yeah, it's true. It's true. The people provoked the anger of the Lord. Of the, course they did. The God of Israel with their worthless idols. <laughs> it's like a fucking <laughs> broken record. How is that worse? The rest of the events in Omri's reign, the extent of his power, and everything he did are recorded in. Blank. Which is also <laughs> the Chronicles of Kings or some bullshit like some that. Some bullshit like that. When Omri died, he was buried in Samaria. Then his son Ahab became the next king. Ahab, huh? Ahab, call mm. me Ishmael. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the story of Ahab. Right. And his fucking white whale. Yeah. And that's all I want to know about that story because I don't read Men in the Sea. Okay. I have actually read Moby Dick, but it was like way back in high school. Yeah. And I resented it the whole time because I hate Man in the Sea stories. Right. Like Man in the Sea, the old Man in the Sea, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I hate it. And I hate dog stories and I hate war stories. Oh, Red Badge of Courage. Like it made me so angry that I had to read it. I was like, what the fuck? And then... Like, I had already read a bunch of Shakespeare, and I was like, why can't we read the good ones? Like, oh my god, Macbeth and Hamlet are awesome. But did we read those? No. We read fucking teenage suicides. Mm, yeah. yeah. Romeo and Juliet, who fell in love after, like, ten minutes of conversation and then killed each other for right, each other. I right. mean, come on. Yeah. So stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have to read literature in high school, but could we just read some really good stuff? Like, I didn't read Jane Eyre in high school. I read it on my own. And that is such a good book. We should yeah. be reading shit like that. Right. That's cool. And it's gothic and it's dark. And, you know, teenagers would eat the shit out of that. <laughs> so anyways, right. Yeah. Okay. We're going to move on now. Sorry, yeah. I just got real heated. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, call me Ishmael. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Ahab, son of Omri, began to rule over Israel in the 38th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. Okay. He reigned in Samaria 22 years. But mm. Ahab, son of Omri, did what was evil in the Lord's sight. Oh, my God. Even more than any other kings before him. But he lasted 22 years. Womp, womp, womp. And he was even more evil than any of the others before him, just like the others. Yep. So he was the evilest so far, but yet he reigned for 22 years. Yep. God let him exist as the evilest mm -hmm. of all of them mm -hmm. ever for 22 years. Yeah. Okay. Math ain't adding up. No. And as though it were not enough to follow the sinful example of Jeroboam, he married Jezebel, the daughter of King Ethbal of the Sidonians. How dare he? Don't marry Jezebel. What? what? You've heard about Jezebel. She's a right Jezebel. <laughs> And he began to bow down and in worship to Baal. Oh my God! Ugh. I mean, you thought it was bad with Molech, right? Yeah, right. First, Ahab built a temple and an altar for Baal in Samaria. Then he set up an Asherah pole. Mm -hmm. He did more to provoke the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, than any of the other kings of Israel before him. Any, any of them. It was during his reign. His that Hiel. A man from Bethel rebuilt Jericho. Oh, oh wow, yeah. Joshua knocked that town over. Right. When he laid its foundations, it cost him the life of his oldest son, Abiram. That's sad. And when he completed it and set up its gates, it cost him the life of his youngest son, Sigub. That's really sad. That is sad. Poor guy. But you know what? What? They were fucking told, don't ever build on this grounds again. Yeah. I remember that. But they also have been told lots of things that they don't apparently remember either. Well. They don't, they don't even know that God is powerful enough to kill them because they're being evil. And then God doesn't kill them, so then how would they even know to know? It's true. So, like, I don't really believe half the shit that they tell me. And are they all of them individually reading um, the book of instructions? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No, like, most people can't read back then yeah so they had to rely on people telling them stuff and, and apparently if the kings are telling them not to tell them stuff yeah. nobody fucking knows yeah yeah so like i call bullshit on all this stuff i do too this all happened according to the message from the lord concerning jericho spoken by joshua son of Nun. the end okay yeah i mean that's what i was just quoting just then yeah joshua said no land should be built nothing should be built on this land right right right, right. yeah, yeah. No, I, okay. It took me a second to, like, they pulled that Joshua son of none out of, like, left field there. They're like, remember? Like, oh, shit, man, you're call big callback there. Okay, the only reason that I remember his name is Joshua is because of the song that you've never heard of. Like, <laughs> Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua built a battle of, I said built, fit the battle of Jericho. And the walls came tumbling down. Right. Yeah. See? Never heard that. I know, but I have. And that's why I remember Joshua was the one that it's had good. to do with Jericho. It's good on you. Yeah. yeah. All right. But I can't remember anything else. So that was a lot of fucking kings, and mm -hmm. they kept getting evil. Or, like, by the time they got to the end, they were nearly the fucking devil. I, it's true. I think. I, I mean, think that's well, my theory anyway. They were worshiping I don't know Baal. how. Right. It doesn't get more devil-y than that, right? <laughs> I guess. I guess. They were worshiping Baal back in fucking Moses' time. Right. So I don't really, I like, nothing has fucking changed. Right. Nothing. Like, over a thousand years, nothing has changed. Like, I, I just, this whole thing just sounds like they don't give a fuck about Yahweh. No, they don't. At all. They don't. And I'm like, okay. 
So you're not convincing me that this is like legit shit because nobody, nobody that was living back there with God knows anything about this dude or cares anything about him. And more than that, they aren't following his fucking rules and they're going completely against him. And we haven't seen hide nor hair of him any time in the last at least thousand years. I mean, right. I, I, at least to my knowledge anyway. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen him. Have I would you? say 2,000 years, practically, because, you know, that was when Jesus died. So I, I haven't seen him anywhere, have you? I have not, no. I mean, I asked my kid one time, and my kid was like, the fuck is wrong I think with there you? are people that have claimed to see him, but I think most of them are in institutes. Or lying. Or lying. Or both. Or both, yeah. I'm not going to say that just because you're a liar doesn't mean you can't be crazy and vice versa. Very true, very true. And I understand that you're not supposed to call people with mental health problems crazy so apologies for that but when it comes to religion i sometimes just can't help myself right those people cray right what you gonna do i i don't know you're gonna get eviler and eviler apparently (laughs) (laughs) all right well that was first kings chapter 16 Mm -hmm. and tomorrow we'll be back with first kings chapter 17 we'll see you then bye Wife. Um, do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, there were some kings, and we read kings, and there was more kings. And, and each king was worse than the last and was the worst ever. I feel like I said this yesterday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that's that's uh, that's all I can remember. But then there was also a guy who rebuilt um, one of the palace oh, thingies yeah, on his top of oldest and youngest Jericho. son died. Yeah. 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 Okay. That happened. Yeah, and they kept uh, basing their time frames on the, the ruler of uh, Judah and instead yeah. of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, that so that, that's what I remember. Yep. That's pretty much it. Okay. So that was uh, First Kings chapter 16. Yep. And today we'll be reading... First Kings chapter 17. All right. Let's get into this. Okie dokie. Okay. First Kings chapter 17. Okay. Okay. There's going to be some predictions up in this bitch. Are there? Yeah. Okay. I'm just giving you a heads up. A spoiler, if you will. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Now Elijah, who was from Tishba in Gilead, told King Ahab, call me Ishmael. <laughs> That's not what he told him. No. As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Until he gives the word. Yeah. Okay. Then the Lord said to Elijah, go to the east and hide by Kareth Brook. Near where it enters Jordan River, drink from the brook and eat what the raven brings you, for I've commanded them to bring you food. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, so, for years, there's not going to be rain or dew. Mm-hmm. Like, no liquid coming from the sky. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's what I just said. Until, until this guy commands... Was it God that's commanding or the guy? Well, the guy said... His name is Elijah, and he said... As surely as the Lord God of Israel lives, yeah, then there's not going to be any rain. So he's basically saying, like, I happen to know because of God that there's not going to be any rain. Okay, bye. Okay. All right. And then God is like, Elijah, you need to go sit by this fucking river and eat crow food. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Okay. I guess. So Elijah did as the Lord told him. Told, told, told him, told him, said to him. Yeah, that. And camped beside. Oh no! <laughs> oh, I scroll 
failed again. God damn it. Oh, no. What the hell? Okay, there I am. I was trying to pronounce words. Yeah. And my thumb hit a thing. Right. Your thumb is just like the bane of our podcast existence. Look, we can't all have good thumbs. Okay? (laughs) Some of us have to be fuck-ups. And I volunteer as tribute. Well, your thumb does anyway. Fuck off. Okay. So, Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kirith Brook. East of the Jordan. Okay. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. Right, as they said, yeah. Then the Lord said to Elijah, hey, now, we're we're done with you living by the river. Okay. This is what he said. Ready? I'm ready. Go and live in the village of Zarephath. Yeah, go to that village. Near the city of Sidon. Of course, yeah. You know. Right. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. Okay. What is what is this about? Like, what, it's about what the Elijah. Fuck? I know, but why is he being fed by crows and witches? Because um, Elijah. Whatever. No, is it a witch? You what? called her a witch. She's yeah, a no. widow. 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 Might Sorry. as well be a witch, right? Whatever. Yeah. We all know about ladies that live by themselves. <laughs> Witchy witches. <laughs> this is about Elijah. He's a prophet or something. Okay. okay. All right. Sure. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived... At the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, Would you please bring me a little cup of water? Yeah. Okay? A little water in a cup. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she was going to get it. He called to her, Mmm, bring me a bite of bread, too. Okay. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in this house. No. Oh. And I only have a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. We Sorry, we're about to die of starvation yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, right? Yep. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and just do what you said. You know, go ahead. Go ahead. Go about your business. Okay. Um, But make a little bread for me first. How? Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. W- wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Hold, hold on a second here. You're getting ready to die of starvation, mm-hmm. right? And you got your son to feed, right? Mm-hmm. Some dude walks up and says, hey, feed um, me. you're going to make me some bread. Right. And you're going to give me some water. Right. And it'll be, it's, it's okay. Yeah. What do you do? I say, get the fuck out of here. Right? I'm like, okay, I'll be right back. And then I go to my <laughs> house and them. I lock yeah. my doors. You're like, there's some crazy fucker out here. Yeah. Like, let's just I mean, if food. she's a widow. Where did, the, where did she suddenly get enough food to make, uh, like... Like bread, it, it like was what? just flour crumbs, and right, now all yeah. of a sudden it's, it's a loaf of bread. Yeah. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. Okay. I don't remember God saying that, but Elijah She just said like, that there's not flour left in her container. No, she said that it's just like crumbs. Crumbs. Yeah. But that's not enough to do anything with. Crumbs is crumbs. Well, he's telling her there's going to be more than crumbs, bitch. Well, that's some magic shit. I don't believe... I I mean... You You don't believe in magic? I don't believe in magic. You don't believe in magic? I don't believe in magic. This is news to me, and I need a divorce. Immediately. (laughs) So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family... Her family Family. of her Wait, I thought she... Yeah. (laughs) Her family of Right, what happened here? She just suddenly gained more people? Continued to eat for many days. Many days, okay. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Mm, Okay. It's weird because they're like, 
skipping the part where God tells Elijah and they're just going straight to Elijah going, hey, this is happening. Right. Not even God told me this is happening. Right. Last I knew what God said was that she was going to feed him. Yeah. But it didn't say how. Right. Didn't say that he's going to like magically put flour in her fucking container. Right. So whatever. Yeah. I'm not sure. This is different writing style almost. Yeah. Very weird. Sometime later, the woman's son became sick. He mm. grew worse and worse and finally died. Jesus Christ. As starving people do. Right? Yeah. It's probably because she was feeding the stranger. <laughs> right. Like, magic. Wow. Yeah. No, it was magic because he was eating his food. Yeah. Then she said to Elijah, Oh, man of God, what have you done to me? Have you come here to point out my sins and kill my son? God damn it. That's, that's what it sounds like to me. Right? Yeah. But Elijah replied, Give me your son. What? Oh, dang. What is going on here? What is happening? <laughs> is give gonna, me your dead son. Give me your dead kid. Okay. Is this guy about to raise the motherfucking oh dead? Oh, my God. Get out of here. And he took the child's body from her arms, carried him up the stairs to the room where he was staying, and laid the body on his bed. Then Elijah cried out to the Lord, Oh, Lord, my God, why have you brought tragedy to this widow who has opened her home to me, causing her son to die? Yeah, dickhead. And he stretched himself out over the child three times. Three three times. Three times. Stretched himself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fucked a corpse? I, what? <laughs> that was just gross. I, that wasn't going to go there, but you Stop know. Stop it. Stop it. I just... So he did that, whatever he did. Whatever he did. Whatever he did. I'm not here to tell yeah. you what happened. Right. And cried out to the Lord, oh, Lord, my God, please let this child's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's prayer, and the life of the child returned, and he revived. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Are you even kidding me right now? Why did God... Okay. Why did he die in the why, first why, fucking place? Why did God let him die in the first place? Right? He like, got sick and died? If he's not supposed to be dead, why... And and what? who's this fucking miracle for? The two people that are there eating the right? fucking bread? Right? Like, I don't understand. I don't, and, and what did he die of? Did he die of starvation or did he it die of he sickness? Got, it said he got sick and died. Right, but why did he get sick? Did he, he get sick because he was starving or did he get sick because, because he was sick? He probably got sick because the only thing he ever had to eat was bread. Right. And not even a lot of it because there's a stranger here eating it all. Yeah, right? That's, that's kind of what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. He, he need to get some protein up in that diet. Yeah. There's some fruit. Mm-hmm. Something. Pomegranates, you know. Pomegranates. Right. Mm, pomegranates. Like, what happened to this bountiful land that they live in? I you know? don't know. It's not very... Well, it's dried up right now. Right. So nothing's growing if it's all dried up. True. Then Elijah brought him down from the upper room and gave him to his mother. Look! He said. Your son's alive! Then the woman told Elijah, now I know for sure that you are a man of God and that the Lord truly speaks through you. Yeah, because, the you know, end. my son came back from the fucking dead. My my son died. That seemed a little bit of a underreaction. Mm-hmm. Like a, a, that, that, they, yeah. your son comes back from the dead. He, he was dead. And you're, and like, you're like, cool, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, you're you must be a, you know, that's prophet person guy. Kind of, that's neat. Yeah, that was really cool. That's neato. I guess awesome. you. I guess you are what you said you are. Hmm. Okay. I, I thought you Good. were a scam artist, but it turns out you really know your shit. Yeah, you're not just out here to kill me and my son. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Well done, okay. sir. Yeah. I guess you can stay. Yeah. Or something. I I don't know. I I don't know how to feel about that whole thing. I, At least there's it was a, a lot story. Of, there's not a lot, but there's like there's been multiple times people got resurrected in the Bible so far. You've noticed really? that, right? No. Yeah. There, I else? thought there was. I thought there was another time. What At else? least. I'll have to look it up. I don't okay. know. I can't remember. 
I think you're. I thought there was another time somebody else got resurrected. I think you're full of shit. Mm. I could be. I mean, I could, I could be, I could be full of shit. Somebody too. got resurrected just now. Somebody got like, resurrected just now. That's crazy. Is Elijah a prophet? Because they haven't specifically said that, but he prophesied. Yeah, he did. He did. So, and it came true, which means that is, he's on God's this is team. A, this is a weirdly placed story, too. It's a weirdly placed, weirdly told story. Right, because it's like right in the middle of Kings, and like we've just been talking about Kings, 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 mm-hmm. and then now we're like Elijah, and this and guy died, and then, or this kid died, and then now he's alive again, and and bread, you know, yeah. bread, bread. It's preparing us for the Jesus story when Jesus makes lots of bread happen. God, oh, you know what? It's almost like it's almost the same story ish. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, like he's making bread for like all these people, yeah. and yeah, and then yeah. he also dies and comes back to life. Exactly. And, right. Exactly. Crazy. Yep. Weird how stories keep repeating themselves throughout. It history. really is, huh? Huh. Yeah. It's almost like humans are stupid. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that i'm above it all i also as a human am not, stupid not a lot of resurrecting going on these days no i know that like i, I haven't seen a that. lot i mean i guess i guess if you give them the paddles like the the heart paddles oh yeah that's true you could resurrect somebody that way that's true or mouth to mouth resuscitation if they're right. drowning yeah, yeah yeah there's that way as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah but uh not like just miracle like stretching over somebody right. resurrections right yeah i mean there's all all those stories that you hear all the time about people get together and pray, and then the person that they were praying over in the hospital is miraculously healed. Yeah. But that's never happened to anybody that I know personally. Right. Or, well, like, but I'm not. I'm not discounting the the like. Okay, I, I can I can get on board with like um, positive energy, right? Like I don't know. Like it's not. That's a soft science. It's sir. a soft no, definitely, That's a definitely. Pseudoscience, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm saying like the, it's the, there are studies though that show that like if you're in a better mental place, you have better recovery times okay. and stuff. Okay, okay, yeah. That's so like true. positive mental energy can help things. But that's and from, I guess maybe group positive energy might have some sort no, of an what, effect. What I suggest is that um, the person who was in the hospital bed is hearing what's happening around him and that is helping him right um what he's hearing is going into his subconscious and so yes he his subconscious is in a better mental state right so right he is able to self-heal better sure faster more easily whatever yeah sure that makes perfect sense but also a lot of really good people in great mental places die and cancer definitely. kicks their asses, and that's definitely you know. So what you gonna do? Because there's not a god. It's just you know. It's all willy nilly. At some level, it's all science. It's just a matter of we don't understand it all. Sometimes the science works better than others. Right. And sometimes, um, when you pour uh, vinegar and um, baking soda into your toilet, you get a volcano, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was First Kings chapter seventeen. It sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we will be reading First Kings chapter eighteen. We'll see you guys then. Sure as fuck will. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, we were talking about Elijah and some dude or some kid got re- resurrected, and you were right. 
Yeah, I was right. Because you were like, somebody already got resurrected before. And I was like, nuh-uh, no, they fucking didn't. Right, yeah. No, there was the first resurrection in the Bible. It was the first resurrection in the Bible. So it's big stuff. It's big stuff. And G- not Jesus didn't do it. Yeah, Jesus did not resurrect the first person in the Bible. That That is a good you know, pop quiz. It is. For anybody. Who was the first person to be resurrected in the Bible? And who was the first one that did it? Right. And it was Elijah, and it was that bitch's son. Well, was it Elijah or was it God? It was Elijah. But he, all he did was throw himself over the body. Yeah, you know, it and... was God through Elijah. How right. about that? Okay. So anyway, that happened. Okay, yeah. And he um, prophesied drought and shit and was sent to this lady to feed him, and there wasn't enough bread, but, but Elijah's then there was like, enough bread. it's magic. And it was a weirdly placed story. It was so odd. Yeah. And I think there's going to be more of it coming up. Really? Yeah. They just like switched gears. Kings and now, okay, Elijah. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I mean, it's a story, so yay. Right. We, we like a story. Yeah. I just, I'm not sure about it. Okay. Well, that was uh, First Kings chapter 17. Sure as fuck was. And today we are getting into... First Kings chapter 18. Well, let's do it. Okie doke. Okay, First Kings chapter 18. Okay. Yep, more Elijah. Okay. Later on, in the third year of the drought, so we're three years in, it's all droughty and whatnot. Didn't we already have the guy that was, I thought, okay, yeah, sure. What? Nothing, I was, in my brain. You have one? Uh, not today. Okay. Yeah. Because that made no goddamn sense. No, just ignore me. Okay, just I'm cu- gonna. Like, you know, if we if we we're gonna cut it, we'd just cut that whole section, you know? But we should keep it because we're, this well, is well, our yeah, marriage and how it, it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Us going, what? What? Nothing. I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> okay, so later in the third year of the drought. Yes, that. The Lord said to Elijah, go and present yourself to King Ahab. Oh, so we are still in the kings and now we're, mm-hmm. we're gonna go talk to King Ahab, who... Isn't he, like, the biggest asshole so far? I think so. Or something? Call me Ishmael. Call me asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Okay. Tell him that I'll send some rain soon. Okay. I don't know why you can't tell him your goddamn self. I don't... Or just go ahead and send the fucking rain. Right. Yeah. Why do you gotta tell somebody? I don't know. What does it matter? I I don't get it. Is this guy speaking to, like, all of Israel? Or... It doesn't seem like it. So far, I've heard him speak to, like, two people. Right. And that's about it. Yeah. And now he's going to speak to a third person, King Ahab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this guy's going to be like, oh, it's a prophet of the Lord. Yeah. Why? Because he said so. <laughs> Duh. So if I live back in these times, and you were... I can just walk up to a king and be like, hey, it's going to rain tomorrow because mm-hmm. God said so. Yep. And if I'm right, they're going to be like, oh, you're awesome. 50-50 chance. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, not 50-50 yep. if it didn't rain in three years. I mean, yeah. That's but true. Maybe he saw the storm clouds on the horizon and was I'm like, in... you know. I'm in 50-50, like, it either rains or it doesn't. Right, That's right. what I meant. Yeah. But, no, you're... I have problems with probability. I never go the right way with it. <laughs> Not like I always guess the wrong answer. Sure. So much as I have a hard time, like, with those probability problems, I can't make them add up. Got it. I'm really bad at them. Okay. They intrigue me, but So, what's also... the probability that you'll get a probability question correct? Um... Bad. Bad. Okay. <laughs> Bad probability. <laughs> no chance. 
<laughs> okay, so Elijah went to appear before Ahab. Okay. Meanwhile, the famine had become very severe in mm-hmm. Samaria. Right. Okay. Yep. Lots of famine. Lots of famine. So Ahab, call me Ishmael, summoned Obadiah, who was in charge of the palace. Okay. Okay, I'm about to use parentheses voice. Okay. Parentheses voice for any newbies out there is the voice I assume when we're reading something that for no reason is in, in parentheses. parentheses. Right. Okay? Yeah. Obadiah was a devoted follower of the Lord. Once when Jezebel had tried to kill all the Lord's prophets, Obadiah had hidden 100 of them in two caves. He put 50 prophets in each cave and supplied them with food and water. What a nice guy. End of parentheses. What a nice guy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Saved, uh, saved those prophets and women. Sure. You know? Good stuff. Yeah, and fed them. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. good. I, I like me some Obadiah. Right. I mean, okay. so far. So far, yeah. It's probably an asshole. I mean, they all end up being an asshole, right? It's true. Yeah. Ahab said to Obadiah, we must check every spring and valley in the land to see if we can find enough grass to save at least some of my horses and mules. That's much more important Not than people. Not the people. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. But the horses and mules. I'm glad you, we were on the same thought process there. <laughs> right, right. Definitely want to save the horses and mules yeah. ahead of the people. Right. So they divided the land between them. Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. Okay. As Obadiah was walking along, he suddenly saw Elijah coming toward him. Okay. Okay. Yep. Obadiah recognized him at once and oh. bowed low to the ground before him. So apparently he was famous before this. Either that or they were good friends. Something. I don't yeah. know. He recognized him. Maybe I don't he know just why. Like, had an aura of God around him. Like maybe he was or just like shining. Maybe they were just friends. Could be. Could be. I don't know. Is it really you, my Lord Elijah? He asked. Wait, I said that wrong. Let me oh, say it again. Okay. Is it really you, my Lord Elijah? He asked. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is, Elijah replied. Now go and tell your master Elijah is here. Oh, sir, Obadiah protested. What harm have I done to you that you are sending me to my death at the hands of Ahab? What? For I swear by the Lord your God that the king has searched every nation and kingdom on earth from end to end to find you. And oh, why? What? I, why, we, did we Ooh? miss like a whole fucking section here or something? Or what's know. going on here? I don't know. Okay. And each time he was told, Elijah isn't here. King Ahab forced the king of that nation to swear to the truth of his claim. And now you say, go and tell your master Elijah is here. But as soon as I leave you, the spirit of the Lord will carry you away to who knows where. When Ahab comes and cannot find you, he will kill me. Oh my gosh. Yet I have been a true servant of the Lord all my fucking life. Has no one told you, my Lord, about the time when Jezebel was trying to kill the Lord's prophets? (laughs) No, no, they have not. I, 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 wife, have never heard that story. Have you, I have never heard that story. <laughs> what is that but story? Apparently Jezebel sucks and tries to kill prophets. I mean, I know that the name Jezebel isn't, like, praised. I know it's not a good, like, if you call right, someone like, a where's Jezebel. Right, but, like, where's this, what's, what's going on here? I thought that that was going to be explained. But right, but no. No, They're just hopping right into it. She's some kind of bitch, but I don't know what. Right. I hid 100 of them in two caves and supplied them with food and water. And now you say, go and tell your master Elijah is here. Is Jezebel, is that Ahab's wife? I don't fucking It's one of their wives. I don't remember. It was somebody's wife. Surely they'll tell us again. Surely. Sir, if I do that, Ahab will certainly kill me. Okay, that was a lot of like arguing like, no, no, I can't. Don't make me. I won't. I can't. Right, yeah. Like. 
um, that's a, I don't understand all of this. And why were they looking for him? And yeah, was he a prophet? Yeah. Because, I mean, we readers knew he was because that happened. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I don't. That this is making no fucking sense. And also, just real quick, uh-huh. Jezebel is King Ahab's wife. Oh, okay. okay. So, like, this is weird. He's been... He's... Okay. So, apparently, just based on that information alone, mm-hmm. King Ahab has been searching for Elijah all over the fucking place. And if Obadiah goes back and tells King Ahab that he's here and then brings him to him but can't find him, he's going to kill him. He... The King Ahab is going to kill... Is going to kill Obadiah. Obadiah. Okay. But his wife has been killing prophets that Obadiah has been also hiding in caves. Right. What is going on here? I don't understand. Like, this is some fucked up, like, bullshit. Why is she killing them? And why... Why is King Ahab looking for... Elijah. This is a really screwed up storyline. It's not explaining it to me. Right. I'm I guess I found our Q&A. At least so far unless they go into it what here. The fuck. But Elijah said, "I swear by the Lord Almighty in whose presence I stand that I will present myself to Ahab this very day." Oh, well, I believe you then. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you said, you walk up and you tell somebody a thing and you just believe them. Right. But did they touch each other's thighs? I mean, I don't know. Because that is how you make a covenant, you know. Right, right. So Obadiah went to tell Ahab that Elijah had come, and Ahab went out to meet Elijah. Okay, okay. to meet him. To okay. meet him. All right. Yeah. So when Ahab saw him, he exclaimed, "So is it really you, you troublemaker of Israel?" The what? fuck? What? what? Wait, why is okay? So I'm I'm still what I'm the struggling fuck is with happening? why Obadiah is hiding them and why that's okay. Or I, I'm, I don't think I'm, the king knows. This is weird. Yeah. This is really weird. I have made no trouble for Israel, Elijah replied. You and your family, you and your family are the troublemakers, for you have refused to obey the commands of the Lord and have worshipped the images of Baal instead. Mm-hmm. Now summon all Israel to join me at Mount Carmel, along with four hundred and fifty prophets of Baal and the four hundred prophets of Asherah, who are supported by Jezebel. Okay. Okay. So, so this one guy is going to confront 950 prophets of yeah, other gods. Of other gods. He's going to tell them what for. And, okay. But, yeah, okay, all right. But this is making a little bit more sense in that, so they have been worshiping these other gods. So that's why they're trying to get rid of the Yahweh followers. Right, right. And that's why they must have heard about... Elijah, which right, they but they've left out a lot of fucking story. No, here. yeah, totally, totally. But that's why Jezebel is like, no, we got to get rid of the Yahweh guys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I hope we hear more about her because I know her name is a bad one. I just don't know why. Right. Like I know, don't be a Jezebel is a thing, but I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Like I always think of a Jezebel is supposed to be like a whore or something. I'm like, sure we'll get into it. I'm, I don't I mean, know. Do you know anything other than that? No, I do not. Did you know that a Jezebel was a whore or something like? I'm sure that? she does something bad here, and that's so it makes a bad name for Jezebel. Okay, I'm just wondering if I had a different understanding of Jezebel than you did prior to. No, this. no, that was that that was my understanding. Okay. Yeah. And okay. but I mean she is killing Lord the Lord's prophets so right. that might right there might be enough to to 
solely the name of Jezebel. Right. You know? But that doesn't make her a whore. That just makes her a murderer. Well, no, but I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, and not that there's anything wrong with but being a whore. But she does worship a sheriff's, which maybe their god does, like, you know, I don't know. Oh, I don't know what their rituals are. True, true, true. She may be a sex poll worker. Right, yeah. Okay. I'm okay. just saying. Okay. So Ahab summoned all the people of Israel and the prophets to Mount Carmel. Why? This one guy who you've been killing all the other fucking prophets says, Hey, king. Yeah. The guy that's been looking to kill me. him, mm-hmm. You and your wife have been trying to kill me. And and my ilk. I need you to summon almost a thousand fucking people for me. Can do you it. Do it now. Yeah. Don't kill me. Summon them. Maybe they heard about how he resurrected somebody. And they're like, you know what? Let's not fuck with him. And anyway... Um, let's let him do this and let him, um, you know, hang his own rope. I guess. I guess. I, just, I don't get it's it. Just, it's just really fucking weird, though, I know. Right? I'm trying to make it make sense. And, of course, I'm just hypothesis here. Mm-hmm. He's going to, like, sway mm-hmm. these whole uh, oh, group sure of people, is. right? Into some sort of, like, yeah. That's how it works. And I'm just calling bullshit right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I'm it sorry. You, you get 950 Trump people in front of me mm-hmm. and, and you put me in front of them i ain't swaying shit i'm probably getting shot no it's true <laughs> it's definitely true but maybe god is gonna do something to be like listen to this guy okay Woo, magic stars yeah maybe, maybe like fucking dual form on his nose or something oh my god <laughs> then elijah stood in front of them and said how much longer will you waver, hobbling between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, then follow him. They like, are following Baal, aren't they? I think they're trying to do both. They're like, let me check both Right, boxes. but they've been doing that for like a thousand fucking years. Well, but Elijah's not having it. Uh, yeah, I, but no, no, okay. I don't right. know. I'm so frustrated right now. I'm like These fucking people are just fucking stupid. No, okay? I agree, and I'm they frustrated keep... too, but... I'm just saying, like, he's he's telling them don't. I just This is like the worst fucking soap opera on the planet. Oh, it's terrible. Like, it's terrible. Is he going to marry him or not? I don't <laughs> fucking know. <laughs> Three Jeez. years later and you can walk back in on the storyline and nothing has changed. Right? Yeah, yeah. But the people were completely silent. Okay. Okay. That's nice of them. I mean, yeah. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only prophet of the Lord who is left, but Baal has 450 prophets. Now, bring two bulls. Oh, there's going to be a contest. I think I kind of know something about this. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. And their God isn't going to do anything. Okay. And his God is. I mean, it's the Bible. No, I know. (laughs) I know. Okay, so he says, now bring two bulls. The prophets of Baal may choose whichever one they wish and cut it into pieces and lay it on the wood of their altar, but without setting fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood on the altar, but not set fire to it. Then call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by setting fire to the wood is the true God. Okay. Why is that the test? Is I don't know. God, set fire. There, like, there's so many ways you could, like, manipulate this test here. Just make me fly. I don't know. I mean, you could... You could have a smoldering, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, even if this were the test, like, you could you could fake this. Okay. You know? I see what you're saying. Right. I was I'm saying, saying scientifically, was, like, you know? Right, right. No, there's ways to fudge this and make it right. go your way. Yeah. But what I was saying is that there's other ways to prove that God, like, you don't have to go to such extremes. 
God could, could just fucking present them goddamn self. He could. He could um, change their hearts. Right? right he right. is God. He's presented himself to Elijah, apparently. Mm-hmm. Why does he have such a problem presenting himself to other people? Because he's a fickle bitch. I just, I don't understand it. This guy is very Why fickle. is it he chooses some people to talk to, but not others? And, and... I, I don't understand. You're speechless. I am a little bit. You're going, uh, 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 Well, I mean. You're like, how? Why? What? It just, it makes no fucking sense. No, I totally agree. And it just makes no sense. That's all. I'm sorry. It's frustrating me. It darling. is frustrating me. Okay. So he said all that and all the people agreed to this contest. Okay. Okay. Sure. Then Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, you go first. For there are many of you. Choose one of the bulls and prepare it and call on the name of your God, but do not set fire to the wood. Right. So they prepared one of the bulls and placed it on the altar. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning until noontime, shouting, Oh, Baal, answer us! But there was no reply of any kind. Maybe Baal just didn't feel like fucking around with his stupid ploy. Like, that doesn't mean... That he doesn't exist any more than Yahweh right? Maybe does. Maybe Baal's, Baal's like, I ain't got fucking time for this bullshit, guys. Or, I'm got, I'm a god. I don't come fuck to you. Off. You don't call me. You don't right? demand what I do. You're Yahweh guy. He can fuck around with you guys if he wants to. Yeah. But like, I don't. I ain't I got time for this shit. I do what I do. He do what he do. Right. Then they danced, hobbling around the altar they had made. Hobbling. Hobbling. Not dancing. Hobbling. Right. right. Hobbling. <laughs> yeah. About noontime, Elijah began mocking them. That's rude. Wow, That's yeah. That's mean. I mean, we're mocking them, but... <laughs> <laughs> but they're already all dead, so, How? you know... Well, okay, but here's the thing. There's nobody to get their feelings He's hurt. He's mocking them, and I'm like, but you're going to do the same thing for your God. Yeah. What's the difference? The, his God's going to light the fucking fire. In the story, but really, honestly, like... I'm just like, how are you going to make fun of them when you're honestly going to do the same fucking thing that they're doing? Yeah, they they were singing the Billy Joel star- song around their fire. We didn't start the fire. <laughs> I, I picked up what you were laying down. <laughs> that was great. Right, yeah. Okay, yeah. so he's making fun of them. You'll have to shout louder, he scoffed. Mm-hmm. For surely he is a god. Perhaps he is daydreaming or is relieving himself. Oh, your God's out taking a piss. <laughs> Apparently God's piss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he is away on a trip or is asleep and needs to be wakened. <laughs> he's so rude. Maybe he's too busy, you fucking idiot. Maybe he doesn't um, have time for fucking stupid-ass man-made contests. Takes a lot, of, a lot of fucking time and effort to run a whole fucking universe, asshole. True. So they shouted louder and following their normal custom... They cut themselves with knives and swords until blood gushed out. Okay, that's too much for me. Right, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Whatever cult you're in, if it requires blood, I'm not doing it. Right, yeah. They raved all afternoon until the time of the evening sacrifice, but still there was no sound, no response, no reply. Mm -hmm. Then Elijah called to the people, come over here. They all crowded around him as he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. He took 12 stones, one to represent each of the tribes of Israel, and he used the stones to rebuild the altar in the name of the Lord. Then he dug a trench around the altar large enough to hold about three gallons. He piled wood on the altar, cut the bull into pieces, and laid the pieces on the wood. Then he said, fill four large jugs 
with water and pour the water over the offering and the wood. So he's making it wet, too. Wow, yeah. After they had done this, he said, do the same thing again. And when they had finished, he said, now do it a third time. So they Mm. did as he said. Damn. And the water ran all around the altar and even filled the trench. Yeah. At the usual time for offering the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet walked up to the altar and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. O Lord, answer me. Answer me so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have brought them back to yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Immediately, the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull, the wood, the stones, and the dust. It even licked up all the water in the trench, exclamation point. So a goddamn lightning bolt hit the fucking, to whatever, altar thing. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> this is such bullshit. Maybe. maybe <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe he put like a little lightning rod at the top of it. Right. Like he knew. He knew the rain like, was coming. The rain's coming. I'm going to get this I'm lightning bolt to lightning. hit it. Yeah. Maybe he knew. He was um, Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein before. I'm just saying that might be how he how he rigged this. It's you know? true. So. It's true. He's clearly not a dum dum. Right. Right. And when all the people saw it, they fell down on their face on the ground and cried out, "The Lord, He is God! Yes, the Lord is God!" Then Elijah commanded, "Seize all the prophets of Baal! Don't let a single one escape." What? So the people seized them all, and Elijah took them down to the Kishon Valley and killed them there. The, uh, because they were bad. Yeah, but there was like, there was like a thousand of them. Who else was there? The people. Oh. It was 450 prophets and then it was like 950 people or some shit like Got that. Got it. Got it. So he's talking to the witnesses, the people that were there. Okay. Like grab them prophets because they're clearly fucking false. Yeah. They're, uh, they're right. telling lies. I think these fuckers just like to kill people. That's uh, what I think. I think you ain't wrong about that. Like. You know, if they witnessed the same thing, wouldn't they be converted too? Like, let me ask you this: So, God is at your command. You can make Him prove anything. Why not be like, "Oh God, make this blind man see," or "Oh God, make this um, person come back to life in front of"? Right. Yeah. Which already happened. Right. Like, let's just do it. Why not? Or this woman is barren. Make her suddenly preggers. Sure. Like something like that. Yeah. A useful thing. Something, like, actually miraculous. Right. Not, like, it's so random and arbitrary. fire is, like, okay, a fire. Great. Uh, He put the... He set fire to the rain. (laughs) I mean, back when when Moses and Aaron were, like, doing their fucking, you know, plagues and shit for uh, Egypt, that was some crazy shit, some of it. That was crazy. Like, I mean, they did some really, you know, some big things, you know? Like, I'm like... Making it rain frogs and shit or whatever. and But I did an Adele song and you rolled you right did, over I it. You did. I did roll over it. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I it was, you did, sure. you're the, That was the best. It was the best I rendition mean, it, I've heard in a long no, time. No, it wasn't good. It, but the fact that I did it at all right. should have been acknowledged. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. You it did was it. really bad. You did it. Yeah. You did You did it. I did that. You did that. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. No, I, we, otherwise, we I are, would... We are well aware that you did that just now. Then. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to have to do it again if you... Oh, okay. If I didn't, didn't acknowledge it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Just making sure. Uh-huh. Okay. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. Okay. Wah, wah, wah. 
I mean, that's probably how you got your fucking campfire to light, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Campfire. Campfire. <laughs> so Ahab went out to eat and drink. He hit up the local McDee's. I guess, yeah. But Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. God damn, I can't get my face prayed between with... my knees. Jesus, that's a... I can I can't hmm. I can't bend that way. Right. Like I got too much lap in the way. <laughs> <laughs> then he said to his servant, "Go and look out toward the sea." The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, "I didn't see nothing." Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, the seventh time his servant told him, "Huh? Oh, huh? I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea." Then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. Oh, my God. Ah! Not the the rain stopping me. It's it's going to rain so much rain that it's the rainiest rain that ever rained. Except for, you know, Except for Noah. the flood. Yeah. Right, right. right. That, was, that was a lot of rain. That was a lot of rain. Right. And soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm. And Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot (laughs) all the way to the entrance of Jezreel, the end. What the fuck? Elijah turned into fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. What the fuck is going on here? What, What the fuck is that? It's our first superhero. Out of the blue, he just went. (laughs) (laughs) He scooted. (laughs) What? He's a scooter, that Elijah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Boy, that man can really scoot. Uh, Okay. um, So that happened. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what to say. It's like we're missing some story. Mm. We filled in the blanks, but... Not comfortably. Yeah, and now we have, like, the Flash as... The Flash. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That just came out of nowhere. Yeah. What was was with the tucking in? He tucked tucked in his shirt so he wouldn't drip over it. I guess, I guess. (laughs) Isn't that what you do when you go for a run? Um... I mean, I know it's been a while. I'm I'm just... I'm still (laughs) still struggling with the, the, the fucking... The running thing. Yeah, like, yeah. that's this is ridiculous. He ran so fucking fast. Yeah. He was a fast runner. Okay. I mean, I wonder I wonder how fast chariots go, you know? Like, I don't... Maybe they only go, like, eight <laughs> miles an hour or something. You know, I, I, I don't know. But I would imagine that they go faster drawn. than that because they're horse-drawn. Yeah. yeah. But maybe they go slower so that when they hit a ditch, they don't, you know, like, knock the king out of the chariot. Okay. All I so. can think of is, like, the Christmas song with the horse pulling the sleigh and do 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 And some prophet just fucking bolts yeah. on by. Yeah. Either that or the white witch in Narnia. Yeah. And she's get being pulled along her sleigh. Yeah. You know? Right. That. Right. Like, those are the two sleighs that come to my mind. When you say chariot, I say sleigh. Chariot, sleigh, chariot, sleigh. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's, a, that's enough of that. Let's, yeah. Okay. Let's wrap it up. All right. So that was uh, 1 Kings chapter 18. Yep. And next week we have a race between, um, uh, what's his name? Elijah and Hussein Bolt. 
Okay. Oh my god. Oh no, no. No. Okay. No. no. Okay. Next week. No. Tomorrow. No. Tomorrow. What is wrong Fuck. with you? I'm all right. No, I'm not. No, you're it's not. It's been a long week. It's <laughs> <laughs> only Tuesday night is where we're recording I know, this. That's the problem. Okay. Uh, no, tomorrow is Wednesday. We'll be reading. And no, wait. Tomorrow is Thursday for Jesus y'all listeners. Christ. Yeah. And we'll be reading First Kings chapter 19, and we gotta go now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, let's see. One person couldn't start the fire. And <laughs> the other person did. Because it was always burning since the world's been turning? That's, yeah, I guess so. And then um, that motherfucker, he fucking ran. Yeah. He, he was like... He ran faster than a chariot. He was like... On fire. Running... Chariots of fire. Really fucking fast. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with first superhero type shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Flash. So, yeah. Or right. Sonic the Hedgehog. No, fuck that. It's Elijah, you know? Yeah. Elijah, the first superhero. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then there was a Jezebel. I was thinking about... I, something occurred to me um, after after we discussed that you were right about the first resurrection in the Bible. Mm-hmm. They actually kind of referenced a quote-unquote resurrection resurrection with the Witch of Endor with, uh, um, when she resurrected uh, Samuel. But... That wasn't raising him from the dead, so to speak. That was raising his spirit. But that's what I was thinking of when there was another resurrection. Okay. So, okay. Like, you know, I was just, I, I wanted to go back to that real quick because I was like, it bothered me afterwards. I was like, I know there was something else, but that was what I was thinking of. Okay. So. Okay. That's fair. I, I will allow that. Right, Good right. Good call. It was like a half resurrection, right? Mm. So. Sort of, a kind of, a sort of kind of resurrection. I mean, was it? I mean, dude was walking around, man. He was talking. He was talking. He was spitting rhymes. And I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> he sure as hell wasn't running as fast as Elijah. No, he was not. Nope. Elijah was running real fucking fast. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So that was First uh, Kings chapter 18. Mm-hmm. And today we're getting into... First Kings chapter 19. Let's do this. Okie doke. Okay, First Kings chapter nineteen. Okay, we got some story happening. We've had some story happening. I I'm know. kind of. It's been a little bit fun lately. It has. Like, I mean, sometimes the Bible goes downhill, and mm-hmm. sometimes it goes uphill. It's always really bad, but sometimes yeah. it's better good, and right. sometimes it's worse bad. Exactly. True. <laughs> that is true. So when Ahab, call me Ishmael, when Ahab got home, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done. Ahab, okay. So, yeah. you know, his wife like, that was killing Dude, prophets. this guy, yeah. he totally fucking lit a fire. And then he ran really fucking fast. Yeah. and Like, dude, you need that's to, what's up. You need to uh, stop killing Yeah, don't prophets. kill people. Don't kill prophets. Right? Maybe, but, I mean, maybe. And don't dance a share poles. Right, yeah. Stop it. Yeah, your name will be solid. Yeah, for all eternity. <laughs> even unto this day. <laughs> so, okay, so he told Jezebel what Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. Yeah. So Jezebel sent this message. Oh, hold on. On that note, what? I went back, I listened to the episode, uh-huh. and there wasn't, it was just the prophets. So, like, who the fuck was killing them? They didn't bring a bunch of other people. It was prophets and Elijah. And I even stated it in the episode last time. I was okay. like, I was like, wow, it's just going to be him against all those prophets? That's crazy. 
I just so like, assume that there was town people around watching. No, I think Elijah is also like superhuman. Like you know, must have had laser beams coming out of his fucking eyes because oh like he's a, he's a superhero. Like he killed all those prophets and then he ran really fucking fast. Okay, whatever. I'm just saying. I'm not having it. I'm, I'm not going here with, for it. I'm going with superhero. I, like I totally think there should be like an Elijah comic book and no, franchise. Don't even Marvel go there. is fucking missing out. They need to no. co- they need to put con- Elijah on contract. No. No? No, I'm not doing that. Okay. No. All right. So Elijah sent this message. No. Jezebel sent this message (laughs) to Elijah. Okay. I literally switched the names again. Right, yeah. Because I'm dyslexic. I was just talking about Elijah a lot. I know, but... Superhero he was. I literally switched the names. Like, when I say I'm dyslexic, you guys, I actually am. Like, I do this. This is a thing. I'm not making fun of people. Right, right. Just so that we're clear. Yeah. So, okay, so Jezebel sent a message to Elijah, okay. the prophet. Yeah. The superhero. Superhero, okay? yeah, totally. May the gods strike me and even kill me if by this time tomorrow I have not killed you just as you killed them. Oh, damn. Mm. She's like, this is going to be a superhero battle. Mm-hmm. It's like the prophet killer versus the prophet killer. She's like, <laughs> she's like, nice pole. <laughs> Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. Yeah, he what? did. Wait, he just got. He's had all those other fucking prophets. Like one person is is gonna scare the shit She's out a of queen. him. She must be one badass bitch. She's a queen. Damn. Yeah. He, so this, this is like this is like super. I'm see this this whole thing. This is comic book material. Jezebel versus Elijah. Write it. You know, like total. Yeah. Write it. Make should it happen. Be, this should be like a movie. Uh, I worry that if it was a movie that it would be one that the Christians did and it would have some kind of overlying moral theme agenda thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that's why I'm like, let's just not. Got it. Got it. I mean, remember that movie, that book series by, what is it, like Jerry Jenkins and something like that called Left Behind? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then it was made into a movie. Right. Yeah, and Kirk Cameron was in it and it was so bad. I never read or saw any of that because I didn't okay. want to. I read the books and they weren't that bad. Like if you could put aside the fact that it was like religious, religious yeah, it was kind of cool because it was like a fictionalized the people who are left behind after um, the what's it called where they're brought up to heaven. What's yeah, that thing the, uh, the um, oh Jesus Christ, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All the re- believers the, ra- ra- get. I know. Ra- the, the Resur- rapture. Rapture. Jesus Christ. The rapture. We, we fucking, we're reading the goddamn Bible. We can't even come up with rapture. Jesus. Well, you could. I couldn't. I just kept going back to resurrection, and I was like, nope, no. that's not the right I knew word. it started with an R, though. You did. I was like, ruh, ruh. Ruh, ruh. <laughs> yeah, rapture. So it's about, like, the people that are left behind after the rapture. And yeah. so there's, like, this whole drama and fiction about what they go through. Mm-hmm. And so that part... Like the story of it is kind of fun. Right? I was yeah, I was like the the meme says like be kind to atheists because they're the ones going to be taking care of your animals after the rapture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really like right? that one. Yeah. Yep. So okay, he's running for his life. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah. You know, you've heard of it, right? Sure. Because yeah. we actually have heard of Beersheba. Right. You almost don't even have to specify at this it's point. It's true. That's it Beer- is a town Beersheba. in Judah. Yeah. And he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. Mm. He sat down under a solitary broom tree. Wait, broom tree? You know, the tree where your broom grows? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, the um, sweeper tree. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he prayed that he might die. Hmm. This Damn. is dramatic. That escalated quickly. Right. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I'm no better than my ancestors who have already died. Yeah. So a broom tree, huh? <laughs> You were like, I can't even tell what you're I wanted reading. to see what a fucking broom tree you were was. Like, no, I'm not listening to you. I need to see a broom tree. But a broom tree kind of looks like a broom. It does. It's upside down. It does, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like a flattened out broom. Right. But it's definitely like broomish. It is broomish. Yeah. But it's you guys not should like, totally look up a broom tree. It's not a tree with like a bunch of brooms hanging down from it. No. What it is is like one broom if you turned it upside down. But it's got a handy spot of shade, you know, like that's, oh you know, God. I could see why you'd stop under one. Yeah. So he's under there, he's praying to God, I just want to die, I'm done. Right. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat! Yeah, fucker. He looked around and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones. Damn, and that's lucky. And a jar of water. Wow. Not just like a thing. Like full like service angel water, stuff right? here, right? You know. But it wasn't just a skin of water, it was an actual jar. Jar, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, Get up and eat some more, or the journey ahead will be too much for you. I don't know why I'm giving the angel, like, a tough voice. Because he's like drill sergeant. He's like, get your get fucking up. ass moving. Because anytime somebody tells me, get up, it's never good. It's never nice. I don't know why this guy's so fucking worried. He can outrun chariots and shit. Right? You know? Yeah. And kill 950 and he can, prophets. He can call on God to, you know, do my will, make make those people die or whatever. Right. Like, apparently I get to Obviously, um, Ahab was kind of scared of him, but, like, uh-huh. it's just Jezebel that's like, nah, man, I'm going to kill you. And then he's she, like, whoa. It's almost like the fact that she wasn't afraid made him afraid. I guess. That's weird. It really is weird. So he got, I mean, maybe he understands that women can be scary bitches. But he had no problem confronting... 400. The king, right. Ahab. Right. But when it comes to Jezebel? Yeah. He's like, oh shit. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't get I don't it. get it. I don't get it. But she has a share of poles on her side. I so. guess. So maybe those, maybe the Asherah, you know, Asherah God is like, you mm, know, yeah. more powerful than Baal. True. true. You know, maybe, maybe he's like, I don't know if I want to fuck with that God. Mm. That Yahweh, he's pretty scary sometimes. Right. He did flood a whole part of a planet. Right. So he got up, Elijah got up, and ate and drank, and the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights. Of course it was 40 days and 40 nights. To Mount Sinai. To Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. Okay? Seriously? Yep. We just went 40 days and 40 nights to get to Mount Sinai? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> you guys can't get like this the, mountain this is, out of your head. This is, this is just, like, so unoriginal. Like, they're like... What 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 mountain could we send him to? Oh, you remember that one with Mo- Moses? You know he had that. Yeah. He went he went up and down that mountain. Let's send yeah. him to that one. Yeah. That's a good one. And and how long should we make him travel there? Forty days and forty nights, right? Exactly. Forty days mm-hmm. and forty nights. Exactly. Because yeah, forty Cause days. Forty is magic. And forty nights. Right. Uh, There's a song. Um, is there? Wait, how did it go? Um, oh no, it's about the world worldly wonders. Never mind. <laughs> no wait. 40 days and 40 nights of thunder. Okay. Something, something. something. I think oh, I've found wonder. the world's eighth wonder. Oh, okay. Because she's in love with this guy and he's awesome. Got Apparently it. Apparently he gives good dick. I don't know. I'm sure, yeah. Okay, so there he came to a cave, Elijah did, where he spent the night. Okay. Okay. Um, but the Lord said to him, what you doing here, Elijah? <laughs> Elijah replied, 
I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. They being Jezebel, mm -hmm. from what I understood. Right. Okay. Yeah. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. Hmm. Okay. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire! But the guess fuck? what? The Lord was not in the fire. He wasn't. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. Oh. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Okay. And a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? <laughs> he replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. And I We've am literally just said that exact same thing like I know, two I seconds know, ago. I know. Okay. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Then the Lord told him, go back the same way you came and travel to the wilderness of Damascus. Okay. You wanted to say Zen real bad, didn't no, you? No, I wanted to say Zemakis. Zemakis. <laughs> when you arrive there, anoint Hazael to be king of Aram. Oh. Then anoint Jehu, grandson of Nimshi, to be king of Israel. And anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from the town of Abel, Mahola, to replace you as my prophet. Wait, Elijah's going to replace Elijah? Yeah. That's not confusing or anything. Well, Elisha is going to replace uh, Elijah. Still mm -hmm. really fucking confusing. Yeah. Anyone who escapes from Hazael will be killed by Jehu, and those who escape Jehu will be killed by Elijah. <laughs> Yet I will preserve 7,000 others in Israel who have never bowed down to Baal or kissed him. 7,000. 7,000 people. That, that's it. That's it. Once again, I am dooming... The majority of the planet to death because <laughs> right. I am a piece of shit god. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this guy who is the single prophet left mm -hmm. can just walk into town and say, "Yo, dude, you're king. You are king next. I don't. You are king here. You are king there. And you, boom, you're prophet. I'm out. I am gonna say I am the one super elector, and I'm just gonna walk up and mm -hmm. be like, I anoint you president. Yeah. And God then, spoke to me. He told yeah, me. Yeah, so. it's it's done deal, man. It's a thing. And then it's just gonna happen, right? And then and then that's how that when, works. And then when they come after you, you just be like, "What? It said it in the Bible, right? Yeah. Just, besides, he's already fucking president. I said so. Yeah. So you know, get over it. Fuck off. I'm just doing what's in the Bible. It's not my fault, right? Yeah. Oh, are you saying that what happened in the Bible isn't true? Yeah. Right. Um, come on. Excuse you. What? I was told it's this the is Lord's a this word. is a Christian nation. Yeah, I was told that this is a nation that was based on Yahweh Himself, and that Jesus was white. And this is a Christian nation. You guys need to listen to what God told me to tell you. Yeah. So stupid. You, you got to do it. You gotta. Yeah. I don't think that would fly. I mean, we could try it. I'm not gonna. If Trump's king, I might try it. Oh my God. If Trump's king, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, might as well be right. Oh my yeah. God. I don't even want to talk about that. Right, yeah. Okay, so Elijah went and found Elijah, son of Shaphat. <laughs> I, I need to, like, say these correctly. So Elijah went out and found Elisha, 
son of Shaphat, plowing a field. Okay. There were 12 teams of oxen in the field, and Elisha was plowing with the 12th team. Do you, do you notice there's 12, like the 12 mm-hmm. tribes of Israel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak across his shoulders and then walked away. He was like, Elijah out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that cloak had his superpowers. Maybe that's how he ran fast and how he... Uh, it wasn't in his know. hair. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's either hair or cloaks, you know? Yeah, it's got to yeah. be one. Or um, magical wieners. Maybe. Magical foreskins. Yes. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Elijah left the oxen standing there, ran after Elijah, and said to him, First, let me go and kiss my father and mother goodbye, and then I will go with you. He didn't even say, what, he just knows what this means? Yeah, I got a coat. I know what this means. <laughs> Elijah replied, go on back, but think about what I have done to you. What did you do to him? <laughs> you gave him the you coat. You gave him a fucking cloak. Yeah. What, I got what, a did coat. He, what did he do? I got a coat. But that doesn't. That, I mean, I can everybody go, knows what it means when you get a coat. I can go get one. Yeah, you can go get one. Uh huh. We could probably find one for our cat. Probably. I'm just saying. My Those sister, things are kind of cute. My sister know? could crochet one. And definitely for the cat. could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, our cat would kill us. Maybe yeah, in our sleep, probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she would sit on my face and murder <laughs> me. So Elisha. Returned to his oxen and slaughtered them. Whoa! What the fuck? <laughs> that came out of nowhere. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like sometimes I read a few words ahead. <laughs> this time I was like, "Wait, what? What word is coming out of my mouth?" <laughs> oh shit! He slaughtered his oxen. All of a sudden, one, two, three, go. That's really fucked oh, up. I'm so sorry. He's about oh. to leave his parents, and he uh-huh. just like slaughters the. The oxen yeah. out in the field. And yeah. It's like, hey, mom, huh? I just killed every every bit of help you have. Okay, bye. <laughs> Elijah out. <laughs> so Elijah returned to his oxen and slaughtered them. Mm. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. Mm-hmm. He passed around the meat to the townspeople and they all ate. Yeah. Then he went with Elijah as his assistant. The end. Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't with this story. Is it is it, is it supposed to be symbolic that he slaughtered the 12 mm-hmm. oxen? Yeah, it was for God, you know, it was Right. A... So he's he's cleansing like I'm guessing, like I'm, this is just completely a guess, but like he's killing 12 oxen which mm-hmm. could represent the 12 tribes of Israel at some mm-hmm. level, right? So like at some level by murdering the oxen, he's cleansing the people of Israel mm-hmm. in some sense maybe. Yeah, and he's sacrificing them to God and it was like an offering. I really hate that I now view the numbers 12 and 40 and stuff like that as like fucking biblical yeah. signs of things. Yeah. But I do now. Yeah. So if you're going like, to not that I believe them but like no, it but comes up and I'm like, "Oh, this is what that is." If if you're going to do something, it's going to be for 40 days and <laughs> right. if you're going to kill something, there's going to be 12 of them. <laughs> right? I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. Or then there was uh, what's his face, um, the guy that built the golden everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did he? He had twelve shields. Yeah, yeah. And but then, but he also slaughtered like fucking hundreds of thousands of yeah, whatevers. Yeah, all the animals. Yeah, all the animals. So that that right. you know fucked over the twelve thing. Oh, but. and then Moses and them early on when they were given instructions for how to make the like ephod thing that he had to wear. Yeah, there were twelve stones. There were. Yeah. Well, I mean. 
Because it's all symbolic yeah. of the tribes, yeah. So there's always 12 things. Right. And there's always 40 days. Yeah. And then that one guy cut up the his wife into 12 pieces. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, right. So. There's 12 things, there's 12. always. There's 12. And 40 days and 40 nights. 40 days and 40 nights. And Sometimes 12 things. it might even take you 40 days and 40 nights to cut up 12 things. Oh. That would be like the... the That's like, so meta. Um. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like the penultimate of a, of a biblical numo- numerology. There is my zen. And on that note... <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, 1 Kings chapter 19. And mm-hmm. tomorrow we will be back with... 1 Kings chapter 20. See you then. See ya. Wife! Do you remember what happened yesterday? I remember I'm waiting on a goddamn superhero battle. <laughs> I need to see the outcome between Elijah and uh, um, Jezebel. Like, this yeah. is some serious shit going down. Yeah. And they need to, you know, fight and stuff. Sure. Because I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on it. She's going to get him. Yeah, yeah. Well, she scared the pants off him because he was like, God, I'm done. And God was like... Fuck you. Go get another Elijah for me. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And now Elijah and Elijah yeah. are partnering up. Yeah. So. And then he had Elijah go name some other people as king of this and king yeah, of that. Yeah, like they were kings that are going to end up fighting each other. Like, I'm like, who's listening to this guy? I don't know. Like, he's appointing enemies? Like, don't you be like, dude, didn't you just appoint that fucker over there? Yeah. Why, why are we listening to you? Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's all confusing. It really and is. And they slaughtered some shit. Twelve. 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 Well, Elijah. 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 No, Elijah. You're right. Slaughtered twelve um, oxen or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then fed and the then town. And then fed the town. Yeah. And then he partnered up with Elijah. Yeah. So that's where we're at. That was First uh, Kings chapter 19. And today we're going to be going into... First Kings chapter 20. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, First Kings chapter 20. Okay. About that time. About that time. You know that time. That time. King Ben-Hadad, Ben-Hadad. Ben-Hadad. Ben-Hadad okay. of Aram mobilized his army, supported by the chariots and horses of 32 allied kings. 32 allied, 32 fucking kings. That is a kings. lot of fucking kings. Where, where the fuck do these kings come from? That is a collection of kings. Right? Yeah. That's a, a bag of kings. That's a... You could almost fight the army. You, the army could just be all kings. The kings themselves. Right. This king's army. Yeah. Like, not just, like, the king's army, but the king's army. The army of kings. The army of kings, Oh, my yeah. God. That sounds like a name of a good book. Right? I mean, you Army know, of kings. To you, everything's a good book. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so those kings and all? Yeah. They went to besiege Samaria, the capital of Israel, and launched attacks against it. Okay. Okay. Yep. Ben Hadad sent messengers into the city to relay this message to King Ahab, call me Ishmael, of Israel. Okay. This is what Ben Hadad says Your silver and gold are mine. And so are your wives and the best of your children, but not the shitty ones. Right. He literally says, and the best of your children. Right, yeah. But not the shitty ones. Right, yeah. Okay. All right, my lord, the king, Israel's king replied, all that I have is yours. Um. (laughs) Take my wife, please. Yeah, just like, they're just giving it all up, (laughs) huh? You can have this kid and that kid, but this one kind of sucks, so. That's 
that's uh okay okay soon ben haddad's messengers returned again and said this is what ben haddad says hold on hold on just just one second just one second they were fighting king ahab right uh-huh and king ahab i know he ruled for 22 years and he, sure. his wife is jezebel mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. like i didn't see them as like a week like they just they just rolled right over. Sure. But what about Je- Jezebel's like a fucking superhero? So, like, what's going on here? Apparently, she ain't that super. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. This is what Ben Haddad says. I've already demanded that you give me your silver, gold, wives, and children. You but only sure, the good you sure ones. sure did. Yeah. Yep. Right. But about this time tomorrow, I will send my officials to search your palace and the homes of your officials. They will take away everything you consider valuable. And so what if I don't consider it valuable? You'll leave it? Hopefully. I don't consider anything in my house valuable, so right? don't take anything. Yeah, it's all trash. <laughs> my house, it's trash. And these kids, they all suck. Right, yeah. Just <laughs> just leave us the fuck alone, okay? <laughs> then Ahab summoned all the elders of the land and said to them, Look how this man is stirring up trouble. I already agreed with his demand that I give him my wives and children and silver and gold. Jesus. <laughs> He just says that so cash. He's like, I'm going to fight now because he's stirring up trouble. But, you know, the trouble wasn't the wives, the kids, the gold, and the fucking whatever. Silver. Yeah. The trouble. It was the trouble. The trouble with trouble is that there's trouble. I'm sorry. This got me laughing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Don't give in to any more demands, all the elders and the people advised. So Ahab, call me Ishmael, told the messengers from Ben-Hadad, say this to my lord the king. Why does he, he's a fucking king. Why does he keep saying my lord the king? The other king. It's kind of like presumptuous that like you're, it's, you're just bending over and taking it here. Like he's like, like, you can kick my ass with all of your king friends. So yes, I am. But apparently there's a line that's drawn, but it's not where it comes to his fucking wives. And kids and silver and gold. Right. It's somewhere else. It's like a pride issue. He's like, no, now you've Don't hurt my fuck pride. With my people. So I'm going to go fight yeah. now. Yeah. Maybe. So he, say this to the Lord, my Lord, the King. I will give you everything you asked for the first time, but I cannot accept this last demand of yours. What was the last, What what is the last demand that he was like fucking so bent out of shape over? They will over? take away, ev- they're going to search the officials' homes and take everything. Else. I thought that was already part that of... was No, that was the second demand. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. So he cares about his officials more than the kids and the wives. He's, and... He doesn't mind his own family getting hurt. He doesn't want his people's family getting hurt. Okay. So the messengers returned to Ben-Hadad with that response. Then Ben-Hadad sent this message to Ahab. Mm-hmm. May the gods strike me and even kill me if they're remains enough dust from Samaria to provide even a handful for each of my soldiers. The king of Israel sent back this answer. (laughs) I love this text battle. Right, yeah. (laughs) A warrior putting on his sword for battle should not boast like a warrior who has already won. Okay. That sounds like a fortune cookie. Right, yeah, it really does. (laughs) It also sounds like... Do not count your chickens before they all hatch. Right. (laughs) Do not put your eggs in one basket. (laughs) Ahab's reply reached Ben-Hadad and the other kings as they were preparing, I'm sorry, as they were drinking in their tents. So they they drink in. Apparently, yeah. Prepare to attack! 
Ben-Hadad commanded his officers. As they're drinking. I'm so angry that he said, no, we can't attack him. Yeah. Right. He should have said, yes, we can attack him and take his shit. (laughs) So they prepared to attack the city. Then a certain prophet... A certain prophet? A certain prophet. That's okay. what it says. There's like only one prophet. Two prophets left now, I guess. Maybe Elijah and Elijah. Right. So, and, and maybe Jezebel. Maybe there's... Know. A, who knows? Yeah. yeah. So then a certain prophet came to see King Ahab of Israel and told him, this is what the Lord says. Okay. So now God The talking. Lord's talking. Okay. Do you see all these enemy forces? Today I will hand them all over to you. Wait, Even though Ahab is the worst of the worst of the worst, yeah. and he was just recently worshiping mm-hmm. Baal, uh-huh. and now God's like, and his yo, wife I'm is, on your side now, man. Yeah, like we're his we're wife cool. Is queen of Asherah poles. Yeah, and she's trying to kill fucking Elijah. Yeah, like what the fuck is going? Like why is God on their side because, all of a sudden? Because then you will know that I am the Lord. Was the rest of that? The fire didn't do the job. Yeah. The okay. Yeah. Okay. Ahab asked. How will he do it? I mean, I'm curious. Yeah. The prophet replied, this is what the Lord says. The troops of the provincial commanders will do it. The troops troops of the The provincial. Provincial means like home team is going to attack them. So sounds like they've already got an army building and they're like, that's how we're going to do it. Should we attack first? Question mark. Ahab asked. Yes. The prophet answered. Okay. So. Ahab mustered the troops of the 232 provincial commanders. Okay. Then he called out the rest of the army of Israel, some 7,000 men. Okay. Wait, well, wasn't he called out... There Wasn't there 32 kings that uh, Ben-Hadad was mm-hmm. bringing? And this guy's got 32 provincial commanders. Mm-hmm. So Ahab's got 32 and, and the king's got 32 kings. Yeah. That's 32 and 32. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they'll all kill each That's other. That's nice, nice evenly. I you know, love it when they're it, evenly you know, right, matched. Right, right. About noontime, as Ben-Hadad and the 32 allied kings were still in their tents drinking themselves into a stupor. Cause that's the <laughs> as you do when you're preparing for a major battle. Yeah. Yeah. The troops of the provincial commanders marched out of the city as the first contingent. Okay. As they approached, Ben-Hadad's scouts reported to him, Hey, some troops are coming from Samaria. Mm-hmm. Take them alive, Ben-Hadad commanded, whether they have come for peace or for war. Okay. Well, I mean, it helped if you guys weren't fucking drunk. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, it's just the kings and leaders that are drunk, not the soldiers. You know, just the most important people. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Just the guys in charge. Right. That sounds about right. Yeah. Isn't that how it is today still? I mean, yeah. The guys in charge are always stupid dunderheads. Right. But Ahab's provincial commanders and the entire army had now come out to fight. Okay. Each Israelite soldier killed his Armenian, wait, Aramean, sorry. Yeah. Aramean opponent. Okay. And suddenly, the entire Aramean army panicked and fled. Oh, no. (laughs) He said that so. (laughs) (laughs) The Israelites chased them, but King Ben-Hadad and a few of his charioteers escaped on horses. Mm. However, the king of Israel destroyed the other horses and chariots and slaughtered the Arameans. All right. Um, Yay. Yay, war. Right? Like, I don't even know... Who are we supposed to be cheering for here? I don't they know. Somebody suck. was going to slaughter somebody. So, you know, whatever. I yeah, I know. Them all. Like, I, this is what I'm not getting. Like, they, these people are all fucking terrible, according to the Bible. Yeah. And we're supposed to care about one of them winning over another one? Right. I don't understand why. I don't either. You just told me that Ahab, who is now winning 
per God, mm-hmm. is like the worst fucking person to ever grace the God's, you know, green earth or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, why do we give a fuck if this guy's hearing from God and doing God's what? bidding or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. It's really dumb. Afterward, the prophet said to King Ahab, get ready for another attack. Begin making plans now for the king of Aram will come back next spring. Next spring. Next spring. Right. They gotta. They gotta gather their forces and figure figure their, some shit out. Sharpen their sticks. Right. Yeah. After their defeat, Ben Hadad's officers said to him, "The Israelite gods are gods of the hills. That is why they won. But we can beat them easily on the plains. Only this time, replace the kings with field commanders." Yeah, that would probably. I mean, be smart. yeah, because the kings just tend to get drunk, apparently. Yeah. Recruit another army like the one you lost. Give us the same number of horses, chariots, and men, and we will fight against them on the plains. There's no doubt that we will beat them. Why would you go out to the plains? Like, why would you go somewhere to fight them if they... um, Like, if you're better at fighting in the hills, why wouldn't you just stay in the hills? That's what you... Well, no. These guys, they're like, we only uh, lost... No, I'm saying, like, if you're... Like, why... If you are... King Ahab and his people who yeah, won the last time. Why would you go out to fight them? Why wouldn't right. you just be like, no, you guys come to us? Yeah, you I want this. You want our shit. Right. Come and get it, bitches. Right, yeah. Yeah. So King Ben Hadad did as they suggested. The following spring, he called up the Aramean army and marched out against Israel, but this time at Aphek. Okay. So, okay, so they're attacking one of King Ahab's towns okay. on got the plains. It. I got it. Okay, this makes better sense now. Israel then mustered its army, set up supply lines, and marched out for battle. But the Israelite army looked like two little flocks of goats in comparison to the vast <laughs> Aramean forces that filled the countryside, exclamation point. Yeah, yeah. Then, the man of God, you know, that certain one. Yeah, that, that one, the certain, the certain one, one. certain one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Went to the king of Israel and said, this is what the Lord says. The Arameans have said... The Lord is a God of the hills and not of the plains. So, I will defeat this vast army for you. Because, you know, I'm, I'm a God that uh, my pride's at stake here. I guess. Yeah. Not that any of these people give a fuck about God. Right. I mean, they've... No. I mean, I don't I don't get it, but okay. Yeah. Well, God's like, ooh, they, they called me, they called me shitty, so I gotta... Right. You know, I'm not shitty. I don't care really about you guys, but my pride's at stake. Yeah. The two armies camped opposite each other for seven days, and on the seventh day, the battle began. (laughs) The Israelites killed 100,000 Aramean foot soldiers in one day. Damn. That's a lot of murder. That is. The rest fled into the town of Aphek, but the wall fell on them and killed another 27,000. Wait, 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 wait. A fucking wall killed 27,000 people? That is some fucking that is a, wall. Right? Like, I'm thinking, like... Was there an earthquake? That would... That's, and are that's you talking, crazy. When you say a wall, do you mean, like, the entire wall around a huge, gigantic city? But even so, <laughs> 27,000 people died because a wall fell? I don't believe you. That's insane. I don't believe you. I, right. Yeah, I don't believe you either. I don't either. believe you. You're, you're a liar. Right. That did not happen. Did not happen. Ben Hadad fled into the town and hid in a secret room. <laughs> that's where I would hide, too. Yeah, that secret room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ben-Hadad's officer said to him, Sir, we have heard that the kings of Israel are merciful. So let's humble ourselves by wearing burlap around our waists and putting ropes on our heads and surrender to the king of Israel. Then perhaps he will let you live. 
I'm curious about this ropes on the head That's thing. That's so arbitrary. I've heard weird. the burlap somewhere before, but I don't remember exactly what it meant. Sack but of the potatoes. Rope, the ropes on the head thing is new. Sack of potatoes. I'm just, just curious. When I hear burlap, is I it... think sack of potatoes. Right, right. That's all I got. Yeah. They're going to wear a sack of potatoes. Yeah, yeah. So they put on burlap and ropes. And they went to the king of Israel and begged, ah, Your servant Ben-Hadad says, please let me live. The king of Israel responded, Is he still alive? He's my brother. We're besties. Okay. We're besties. Hug it out, bros. <laughs> I, I guess. I, I, yeah. The men took this as a good sign. Uh-oh. It's apparently not. I think it's a trick. Right. Based yeah. on the phrasing. Yeah, right. And quickly picked up on his words. Yes, they said, your brother Ben-Hadad. Go get him, the king of Israel told them. Come on, let's, we're going to dance together. We're going right, to do a birthday yeah, party. Yeah. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. And when Ben-Hadad arrived, Ahab invited him up into his chariot. Okay. This, uh, this Waiting is, for the other. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's going to betray him, I'm sure. It seems that way. Ben-Hadad told him, I will give back the towns my father took from your father, and you may establish places of trade in Damascus as my father did in Samaria. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe not. Then Ahab said, I will release you under these conditions. Whoa. Okay. Okay. So they made a new treaty and Ben-Hadad was set free. Interesting. Oh, I honestly thought he was like... Right. Yeah, no, I thought lying. something bad was going to happen. This is weird. We're besties now. Apparently. He's my brother. Yeah. For realsies. Even though he went to war with them twice. Yeah. And you guys killed a lot of people of a each other. A fuck ton of people. Meanwhile, the Lord instructed one of the group of prophets to say to another man, Hit me! But the man refused to hit the prophet. What? I'm just reading what it says. Okay, all right, yeah. Then the prophet told him, Because you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, a lion will kill you as soon as you leave me. Why is it always a fucking lion? Leave the lions alone, Right? There's a lot of lions out there killing people Mm -hmm. that, you know, don't listen to God. Right? And when he had gone... A lion did attack and kill him. Okay. Then the prophet turned to another man and said, hit me. Why? So he struck the prophet and wounded him. I mean, I would do the same, I guess. If somebody said, hit me, you would hit him. I wouldn't. If I just saw the last guy get eaten by a lion and he said, that's what happens when you don't hit me. We don't know that anybody saw what happened. I'm just saying. Dude got eaten by a lion. The prophet placed a bandage over his eyes to disguise himself and then waited beside the road for the king. What? (laughs) As the king passed by, the prophet called out to him, Sir, I was in the thick of battle and suddenly a man brought me a prisoner. He said, Guard this man. If for any reason he gets away, you will either die or pay a fine of 75 pounds of silver. But while I was busy doing something else, the prisoner disappeared. So wait, wait. The, The prophet is lying. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's your own fault, the king replied. You have brought the judgment on yourself. Then the prophet quickly pulled a bandage from his eyes, and the king of Israel recognized him as one of the prophets. The prophet said to him, This is what the Lord says. Because you have spared the man I said must be destroyed, now you must die in his place, and your people will die instead of his people. So God went through all this to have... This is Ahab or Hadad or Ben Hadad. Ahab. Okay, so we went through all this and 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 let Ahab win through God's word and God's help and everything, just mm-hmm. to have him get tricked into dying. Well, I don't really understand what's happening here because right. um, he's saying you were supposed to kill them, 
and you didn't, so now I'm murdering you instead because okay. I don't want peace in the land? That's confusing. Right? So the king of Israel went home to Samaria angry and sullen. The yeah. End. I, Wait, I would, he went home. I would be angry and sullen too. D- I, I'm a little confused here. I, I don't understand what just happened. I don't either. And, I don't either. And why is God doing trickery? And why is a prophet going God's to always, me? God's always doing trickery, though. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. always trying to, like, test people on these stupid-ass tests that don't make any goddamn sense. Right. And, like, it, like I, it's to the point where if you were a king in these times, like, you would have to be careful as to what you say just so you don't piss off God, apparently. Like... You're always going to guess wrong. Right. It's like the game that we play. Yeah, right. At the end of our yeah, book now. Yeah. You always lose. Right, right. You're always wrong. I, yeah, I don't I don't get it. Yeah. But whatever. All right. So some prophet unnamed mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. telling Ahab that he's got to die. Yeah. In place of this other person that he was supposed to kill. Yeah. And... Because apparently murder is now, good. Right, I guess. And then Ahab and Ben-Hadad are now friends and stuff maybe and god doesn't like it that they're friends yeah and so but he's the one that set this whole fucking battle up right i'm, I'm really i'm really kind of baffled as to what's going on here and, and elijah and elijah elijah and elijah are nowhere to be seen in this chapter Entire here. chapter unless he was the uh quote-unquote certain prophet yeah but he would know who elijah or elijah is mm-hmm. so I, I just I don't buy it. I don't either. I don't and understand. I don't know what to think here. I don't understand. Whatever. The whole thing is stupid. Yeah, it really that that was yeah. It was worth I didn't like that chapter. No. No. But it is what it is. I mean, yay for story. It's not measurements. Sure. Yay. Right. But the story still sucks. That that story sucked. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that was first Kings chapter twenty. It was. And we'll be back tomorrow on Friday. Mm-hmm. For first, no, no wait, this today is, is Friday. Friday. Shit, what is wrong with you? Oh, tired, work too much, it's you know, true. that true. stuff. So, I guess we'll be back tomorrow with a QA. Mm-hmm. And on Sunday, we'll have our sacrilegious book club as well as our weekly replay. And then next week, we're actually going to end up finishing up First Kings. We will because there's only two more chapters left, y'all. Yeah. So uh, we've got that to look forward to, and, and in the mean bonus wrap up, and our bonus wrap ups, mm-hmm. and uh, in the meantime, we will see you guys tomorrow for the Q and A. Yeah. Husband, wife, do you know what today is? Today is Q and A. It is Q and A Saturday. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And yeah. And we have some Q's and some A's. Do we now? Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. <laughs> so. <laughs> Did you have a specific Q? I feel like I had a bunch of questions uh, this last week, but I can't recall any of them at the current moment like, in time. I feel like they were general questions about the chapter in particular, you know? Mm, I feel like I had some specific ones, but I forgot them. <laughs> really? I don't know. I thought we were like, what? I don't even understand this story. What is... Yeah, no, maybe they were more general, I guess. That's what I meant. All right. Okay. Okay, well, let's go answer them. All right, let's go answer them. Okay. Hey, wife, do you like coffee in the morning? I sure do, husband. Morning, noon, night. 
Which reminds me, I need to add that to our grocery list because we're running low. Wait, before you do that, check out the website ungodlybrew.com where you can purchase a pound of your favorite flavor of coffee. What if I want more than one pound? Either order a larger amount or better yet, get 10% off by setting up a subscription for every two weeks or a month or whatever works for you. Did you set up something special for our listeners? You know I did. Exclusive for our listeners, get an additional 10% off subscriptions by entering the code SACRILEGIOUSCOFFEE at checkout. That's a hellishly good deal. Ungodly Brew is hellishly good coffee. Okay, so for this Q&A, we are going to talk a lot about Elijah. Okay. And we had a lot of questions about what even the fuck he is, what he's doing, what is happening. Right, yeah, I mean, his story kind of popped out of nowhere in this. It really did. It really did. I don't have answers for that. I didn't go into the history. Um, There's two more chapters left of this book, and so I think that... When we do our next Q&A and wrap-up of this book, um, we'll probably talk about that more. Okay. All right. But for today, I just wanted to talk about Elijah himself. Got it. Okay? Yeah. Um, Scholars generally agree that a prophet named Elijah existed in the kingdom of Israel during the reigns of King Ahab and Ahaziah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So he, he might probably be a real historical figure. Right. Nice. Um. He is, um, there are a lot of legends about him, like throughout all the um, Abrahamic and Moses and all them different religions. Okay. Like, Moses. What's Moses? Moses. Oh, Moses. Yeah. Moses. Okay. Like, okay. I was just trying to clarify that. All the ones that, that celebrate. This one true God thing. The and, Abrahamic religions. Yeah. Yeah. All the different offshoots, like Jewish and Muslim and um, Christian and Catholic and like all of them yeah. Yeah. have have something about Elijah. Okay. Like I gotcha. the legends abound. Right. The dude abides. I mean, he was the first fucking superhero. He was. So I'm just saying. Right. Right. Um, I'm not going to get into this too much, but he is seen as the precursor to the quote unquote Messiah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um... I mean, he did perform somewhat of a resurrection. He, he performed a miracle. And apparently, in the next couple chapters, we're going to get into some very miraculous shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I almost wish that we had just done the other two chapters. Yeah. And, so, yeah. Whatever. But... Here we are. Here we are. So, um, he is mentioned again in the New Testament in really? a couple of different places. Hmm. Yeah. And um, he he is seen as um, portending Jesus. Okay. Like, um, Jesus is the fulfillment of um, Elijah's prophecy or whatever got it like i i don't know about all. well i mean like for example you certainly can't have a messiah that's going to be weaker than another prophet earlier in the bible so of course jesus is going to resurrect and you know himself Mm -hmm. and you know all kinds of shit so yeah actually he resurrected somebody else too like Mm -hmm. the the, yeah yeah but elijah's a big fucking deal right okay um he is also um considered zealous in the cause of God and the helper in distress. And all of these three different points, the precursor of the Messiah, zealous in the cause of God, and the helper in distress, 
most of the legends kind of center on one or more of those three points. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's appeared the world over in the guise of a beggar and a scholar. Okay. Most stories indicate Elijah was a priest. Okay. I, I don't know what the sure. difference between a priest and a prophet is, really. I mean, I guess a prophet is... Somebody who tells prophecies. And, and the question is, can a priest be a prophet as well? Well, apparently he was. Right. So I guess the answer is yes. Right. Um, there were a bunch of different stories. I just picked a few. Um, one legend states that Elijah was really an angel in human form, so huh. that he had neither parents nor offspring. Okay. And there's, we're going to talk more about that's partly why him. he had to pick Elijah to, mm -hmm. to you know. To be his, be his uh, heir mentee. type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, again, we're going to get into a little bit more of that next week when we talk about some miraculous shit. Miraculous? Miraculous. Got it. At Jewish circumcision ceremonies, a chair is set aside for the use of the prophet Elijah. Elijah is said to be a witness at all circumcisions when the sign of the covenant is placed upon the body of the child. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, right? Like, I, guess. I don't know. According to rabbinic tradition... Elijah's words were patently untrue, and since Elijah accused Israel of failing to uphold the covenant, God would require Elijah to be present at every com covenant of circumcision. Okay. Because he accused um, Israel of being 100% um, against Yahweh. Right, right. right. But there were some 7,000 other people who... Words still we're still true also, to God or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he was a witness that had incorrect information. I see. Yeah. I thought that incorrect uh, prophets or witnesses died back then. But his wasn't like out of malice or greed. His was just not having all the facts. Okay. And he was broken hearted. Like, remember when he ran away and hid in the cave, right? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. Um. Okay, so he goes and he's like, I'm going to show that Jezebel and her people a thing or two, right? And then mm -hmm. he does the contest, right? And he's so brave. And yeah. his God um, performs and Baal doesn't, right? Sure, And yeah. so you and I, one of our big, big questions was, he literally just proved himself right. Why the fuck is he suddenly afraid of this one bitch? Right, yeah. Right? And they never really followed up with that, well, at least not yet. Here's the thing, though. What had happened was... Um, he had assumed that um, when he proved it, that that would make people be smart and be like, oh, we need to follow Yahweh now. Right. But he forgot that people reject God despite the evidence, not because of the evidence. I mean, only all of you know Jewish history to that point right. would tell you that that is the case. So. But I mean, that reminds me of um, that funny movie that we watched um what was it called don't look up or just look up don't look up don't look up yeah and all of the evidence right and all you have to do is just use your fucking eyes right right and yet the more that you try to say look at the facts right the more that you're seen as a cuckoo bean yeah so yeah. he expected that the facts would speak in his favor and instead jezebel um, like turned on him and all of the people who were still believers in Baal were going to get him. 
and he did not know that um, there were other people who were following Yahweh. He felt all alone, and so he was like, oh, shit, I need to get the fuck out of here. Got it. Like, I basically just outed myself. Right, right, yeah. So that's why he went and hid. And okay. That made like understanding that made me feel a little bit better about that story. That made no fucking sense. Right. Okay. Okay. So, um, that is why you know what he said was untrue, and that's why he has to be a witness now um, for circumcision. I feel which, like untrue is a really strong word there. He but. he accused all of Israel of capitulating. Sure. So. I still feel like untrue is a strong word, and making him sit every fucking mm-hmm. um, circumcision for the rest right. of eternity is a pretty strong punishment for somebody who didn't even know. But conversely, um, at Jewish cedar meals, yeah, um, they usually will leave an empty cup for him, mm-hmm. so he's welcome to attend all of their cedar meals. Got it. So, I mean, he also gets a drink. Got it, yeah. I guess, you know, got to... It's, Take the good with the bad, right? Yeah. It's said that when dogs are happy for no reason, it is because Elijah's in the hood. Oh, that's cute. Isn't that nice? Yeah. He is commemorated as a saint in many faiths. Okay. Catholics believe that he was unmarried and celibate, you know, as all uh, saints are. Sure. Right? Yeah. And I thought this was interesting because our uh, book club, Sacrilegious Book Club, is covering Isaac Asimov's book, um... The Guide to the Bible, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Isaac Asimov wrote several books, which we all know. Right. And one of those was called The Caves of Steel, which is just yeah. fantastic. Right. Okay. The main protagonist's wife is named Jezebel. Yeah, I remember that, actually. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. Um, there was one story that I thought was really cool. And um, I'm going to scroll down here and see if I can find it. Oh, you know what? I can't remember it. So I'm just going to... I can't remember where I found it. So I'm just going to try to summarize it best I can. Okay. Okay? Yep. So when Elijah is walking around, um, some guy is like, hey, can I come with you? And Elijah's like, sure, but only if you fucking promise to just do what I say and keep your mouth shut. Like, don't question my actions. Right. Okay? So then they come across... Um, this guy who is like a real bastard and, um, he's a poopy pants. Yeah. And, um, he's got a well in the back that has fallen apart. And so you would think that since he's a poopy pants, Elijah would be like, oh no, let's keep his, um, well trashed, right? Sure. We don't want to help him rebuild it. Yeah. But th- he he does, though, help him rebuild it. Gotcha. And that's so dumb, right? Okay, I have more. We're, we're going on, okay? Okay, yeah. Okay? And and then there's another one. Uh, whatever, who cares? He does, like, several of these, like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Why? So, okay, but it turns out that, oh, no, guess what? Under that well, there was a store of gold. Oh. And... That since they fixed the well, it would that goal would never be found. Oh, so yay, haha! The guy got screwed after all. I guess. So yeah. what we're supposed to take from that and and other examples of this is just because somebody is a poopy pants and has fortune, that doesn't necessarily mean that they got the fortune that 
they sh- would have received had they not received. Got this. it. So you should still help people because they they still might get they're still getting screwed worse. Right. Well, by God, God's taking care of the screwing. Just you're not supposed to like always assume that um, unjust people are receiving just rewards. You know, maybe they're just having a bad fucking day when you met them. True. I'm just saying. True. I'm having. A rough, you know, a few weeks. So you are I feel sorry for you. It's just you know. Yeah. So your work's not going well. Uh, things are things are. It's all right. It's all right. Don't worry about us. We're good. No, no, yeah. I'm it's just really fucking tired. Just around the river bend. It's just getting there. Yeah. Yeah. So there's more that I could say about Elijah, but I think we're gonna talk about him some more next time, and we're also gonna talk about Jezebel next time. Cause, okay. Oh my God. Oh really? She's a whore. <laughs> And it's interesting, like, okay, I'll just go ahead and say this thing. Um, There's a magazine called Jezebel, and it's a feminist magazine with a lot of, like, feminist causes and stuff. And it's to try to take back that name because um, the name Jezebel came over time. Like, at first it was just she – at first it was just she um, fights uh, against God and – has like you know Baal followers and all that right right so she's a bad guy yeah and so it just means somebody who's dumb and bad and wrong and evil right but eventually it comes to mean like completely fallen woman and from there it goes on to mean complete slut whore okay got it so people feminists particularly are like i'm sorry hold on just a minute there like, let's not slut shame, and also, her being a bitch has nothing to do with how many people she may or may not have slept with. Like, right. that's not even part of her story. Right, right. So, I just find that very interesting. But yeah. we'll talk more about both of them next week. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So, that's all we got for today, then? That's all we got for today, then. All right. Well, that was our... Uh... Oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. I did have one more thing I just remembered. Okay, one more thing. And then I'll tell you what uh, our podcast is today. (laughs) Okay? So, we had a question of where the fuck did this running fast thing come from? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, there there was one, like, idea tossed out, and it was that um, he was running ahead of um, Ahab's chariot, right? Yeah. And it... Um, the idea that was thrown out was that he was running ahead of the chariot because the king normally would have uh, runners ahead of him mm-hmm. to beat the rain okay. and stuff. And so um, he was actually doing the king a service by running ahead of him. That's not the way it sounded to me. No, and me neither. I That's why I said it because I'm like, that story, that idea was tossed out. And I'm like, I don't... I don't think so, right. my good it sir. It sounded like a, a feat that he was doing. Right. And, you know, it sounded somewhat superhero-ish. Yeah, it did. I mean, it ish. did. It so, did. Like, he saying. had to get out the rain real fucking fast. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. So, huh. I'm not sure what all that is about still. Right, and right. And, moreover, nobody else had any better ideas than that other than God was showing his strength through. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I wanted a better, more concise answer. Right. And that one made me laugh. Right, yeah. So, sure. okay. So, that concludes 
our weekly sacrilegious discourse. No. Why did I say that? What the fuck was that? That was um, a fuck up. That's the book club. That's a fuck up. Yeah. Okay, today was Saturday Q&A. There you go. Now we got it. I'm I'm like all mixed up. Like I don't even remember half the time what today is. Right. So. Yeah. Sorry, guys. So that was the Q and A, and tomorrow we'll see you for Sacrilegious Book Club. Now we got it. <laughs> now we got it. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you know what this episode is? I know what we're doing, but you gotta say it. I gotta say it. It's the Sacrilegious Book Club. There we go. Yeah. Alright, and uh, what uh, pages are we going over today? We are finishing up um, Asimov's Guide to the Bible, the Book of Exodus. We're finishing up the Book of Exodus, and that's pages... Um, the last section that I'm covering is pages 142 through 153. But we're not finished up sec- or Asimov's Guide to the Bible, just the book just of Exodus the book of within Exodus. that book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted Sorry. to clarify that. Sorry. All right. Um, so we're ready to do this? We're ready to do this. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, so where we finished up last time, if you will recall, was the Pharaoh of the Exodus yeah. had let Moses and his people go. Right, right, right. Okay. okay. But guess what? Um, the Pharaoh was like, JK, 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 get back over here. That happened multiple times. I know, I know. And he sent people to chase him. Moses right. and crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like, come here. Right. So they caught up with Moses and crew at... Um, what I am referring to as PH, because that's the name of this section, by the way, Pi Haharoth. Pi Haharoth. And that's really hard to say. So I'm just calling it PH. Okay. okay? And this section started on page 142, FYI. Got it. Okay. So um, the crew or the people that um, Pharaoh sent, they caught up with Moses at PH. Okay. Got it. And that is located near a northwestern branch of the Red Sea. Which okay. is called the Gulf of Suez. Got it. But not as the Gulf of Suez appears today. Okay. okay. Sure. The Gulf used to extend farther northward and, quote, included two shallow bodies of brackish water called the Bitter Lakes. That are no longer there, apparently. Right. They no longer p- appear on maps today because they were filled in when the Suez Canal was built. Oh, interesting. Even more interesting? This area was a literal sea of reeds, which, coincidentally enough, is what the Hebrew name for the Red Sea actually translates to. So that's kind of sad. They, When they built the Suez Canal, they kind of killed some history and geography, mm-hmm. and yep. that's kind of sad, yep. actually. It is, isn't hmm. it? Yeah. I just found it funny that um, that translation from the Red Sea to the Sea of Reeds, because I don't know if you recall, but last time... He was saying, we have no idea why it's called the Red Sea. Right. But this is another of the suggestions as to what it could have been. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And this one makes actual sense. <laughs> so that's that section. Next section is Omer, which is a, a measurement. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that starts on page 143. And I'm just going to quote, I'm quoting Asimov extensively in this section, because he just had a lot of great things to say. Okay. That I 
could not summarize any better than the way he said it. Got it. Okay. So this quote is, the tale of the manna is from the P document. Do you remember us talking about the P document versus, I think, the E document or whatever? Right, right. Okay. And it depended on on period of time, which um, priest wrote that section or edited that part or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the tale of the manna is from the P document, as can be seen from the careful instructions given for the gathering of the manna and the warnings to observe the Sabbath. Okay. They were very, very clear, right? Right. This form of ritualism and meticulousness is characteristic of P. Got it. (laughs) The P document, the P writers. It is therefore a late elaboration of some early legend, and there is no point in taking it literally. End Got it. quote. Okay. okay. I yeah. just thought that was interesting. He's like, so the man is cool, but like, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> Never happened. Blow it right, off. Right. Right. Yeah. No, definitely. So the pre-exile. Okay. Now we're getting into um, what is an Omer. Sure. But before we do that, it yeah. does make like the mana kind of disappeared after a certain amount of time mm-hmm. as far as mm-hmm. references to it or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, it like never gets re- referred to as an item that appears in the Ark. Right. And the Ark doesn't go away quite right yeah. away. So, yeah. like, you know, it's still there, but the mana is just. I mean, we've you been know. asking, where's the mana? They keep saying that it's empty, but where's the fucking mana? Where right. did the mana go? Right. Well, it never was there in the first place. Right. So right. there's that. Yeah. Okay. So now we're getting into the. Omer, which okay. I said at the beginning is a form of measurement. Yeah. Okay. Pre-exile Israelites used Egyptian systems of measure, while those of post-exile times used Babylonian systems. Okay. And so it made it it makes it really hard today to try to decipher what they were talking about. Yeah. What equals what given today. Got it. As best as we can make it clear, each person received an Omer of manna. Which today we think, tra- through translations, is right. probably about four liters okay. of shit that never happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they received four liters of nothing. Okay? <laughs> Here, here's four liters of my imagination. Yes. There you go. Exactly. Right, yeah. Okay, so the next section is Amalek. Okay. With the Amalekites. And that is on page 144. Got it. Okay, another quote. The Israelites maintained a strong tradition of continuing an undying enmity with the Amalekites. Okay. Them guys hated each other, but the Israelites hated them hard. Right. Okay. And Asimov suggests that it was probably because they were the first ones to make war upon the Israelites and were temporarily deemed the most powerful nation of the region. Got it. And later in Deuteronomy, Moses also claims that they fought dirty. Got it. So they were the what first. I, and I never understood that. Like, what is fighting dirty in war? Like, you, you're you're there to win, right? Right. So what and is like, dirty? And, like, the consequence is death, right? Right. So but, what exactly is dirty? Well, there's fighting with or without honor. Like, um, we have a lot of war crimes that we would consider true. you cannot do that. That's true. Right? Um, there's unnecessary acts you can take. And um, the Israelites were under the impression that this is the way we're conducting this war. And if you do acts outside of that, then that's dishonorable. Right. That's okay. not correct. You're fair. doing it wrong. No, that's fair. That's fair. So, I mean, to that's, that's merely what the Israelites were saying. But for all we know, 
um, the Amalekites had their own form of honor, and to them, maybe they weren't fighting dirty. Right. So right. we don't know what. Yeah, their maybe code they of thought the Israelites was. were fighting dirty. So. Or maybe they thought thought that the Israelites didn't know how to fight at all. Right. So I I don't know. I can't answer that. But I mean, I suppose if you're losing to somebody, you're going to say they're fighting dirty. Well, I think a lot of it had to do with um, they were they were um, take, taking the stragglers. They were like picking up the stragglers. The Amalekites were. Yeah. And um, the Israelites were like, "What? You're not supposed to kill the weak that we leave behind." Well, wait. That's exactly <laughs> that's and, like what, they had some things where they did the exact same thing. But then the question begs: Did the Israelites eventually learn this from? people like the Amalekites. Sure. So. But okay, but that still makes them just as shitty for adopting those same things. They become shitty. Right. But maybe they didn't start out shitty. Okay. Who can fucking know? I don't know. I'm just putting that out there. Right. Okay. Um, There's no mention or record of the Amalekites outside the Bible, FYI. Interesting. So probably never even existed in the first place. Right. Dirty they, just, they, had to, they had to come up with a big bad. A big bad, exactly. Right, okay. Though the Amalekites won that first battle decisively and war between the two yeah. um, continued forever after, like two centuries later. Right. They were finally defeated under Saul, which wiped out their power completely. I remember them saying that, actually, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that we got... we kept joking because they always said, we're white. Like they, they wiped out the Amalekites like... Like three or four times, right? And they're like completely, and we're like, wait, but then you're you're mentioning them again, so that wasn't completely, right? Right. (laughs) So, um, it kind of begs the question: like, what is your definition of completely versus ours? Because I guess if they are imaginary, it's easy to wipe out an imaginary enemy more than times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like the mana; they keep not a being there. Right. And they're like, somebody's writing, they're like, wait, we need somebody to fight us. And they're like, oh, "Oh, let's let's bring bring, back the Amalekites. Bring back the big bad. Right. So moving on to the next section, we're going to talk about Joshua. And that starts on page 146. Yeah. So do you remember who Joshua was? Yeah. Yeah, he was Moses's... um, Acolyte. Right, acolyte. Yeah. And uh, he went up the mountain somewhat with, with Moses on mm-hmm. Mount Sinai and, and all that shit. And he yeah. brought brought down the wall and, and uh, Jericho, <laughs> yeah. hypothetically. Yeah, he did and that And all that wonderful crap. Yeah. So he was a new military leader who led the first battle against the Amalekites. Gotcha. So that's part of why his name got so big. Okay. He fought real good against nobody. Right, right. <laughs> Um, his name was originally O'Shea, O-S-H-E-A, or Hoshea, which means salvation. Got it. Moses changed it to a name more in line with Yahvism, which is Yahweh, Yahweh. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so he changed it to Jehoshua instead okay. of Hoshua, Jehoshua, right. which shortens to Joshua, but means Yahweh is salvation instead of just salvation. Ah, okay. okay. And another shortening of that name, follow me here, is Yeshua instead of Joshua, Jeshua. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when the Greeks get a hold of it, they don't have an SH sound. Do you remember us right. talking about this I, before? I vaguely remember that, yeah. And they also end an S to the end of their names. Okay. So if you have a Jeshua and you take out that. SH and change it to an S and then you add an S to the end. Jesus, that's a lot of You get Jesus. I'll just oh, skip it. Wow. Yeah. And in the New Testament, the King James version refers to Joshua as Jesus 
twice. Really? Yeah. That's really interesting. Right? Yeah, I about shit my pants when I read that. It's also interesting concerning, like, so right now in the Bible, where we're reading our regular mm-hmm. podcast, mm-hmm. we're going over Elijah. Mm-hmm. And Elijah has some, like, connections with the Jesus story somewhat. Yes. As far as, like, he's, he's... He's like just below Jesus type thing. So, uh-huh. and, and that's, the, and we, I think we had talked about Joshua's connections with Jesus in the past too, but I'd never heard it quite that strongly. Right. Yeah. So that, that's really, really interesting. put it together there. Yeah. Um, so jo- Jesus's name is actually the Greek form of Joshua. Huh. But there's no going back now. Like you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Right. Right. So we stuck with the Greek translation of that. Sure. So. Sure. Honestly, Jesus' name is Joshua. Interesting. Not Jesus. That's really interesting. Right? Yeah. And so I I wrote my little note at the end, womp, womp. Because <laughs> <laughs> that about covers that, right? Right, yeah. Um. So the next section is cherubim. The okay. Cherub, you remember what the cherubim are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The angels or what the fuck ever, the winged somethings. The ones they made on the ark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. So this section starts on page 147. Okay. And Asimov says it is not really certain what the cherubim might be. Because there's not a really good um, definition of them beyond the um, wingspan. Right. Which was pretty big from what I remember. Yes. So. Readers are expected to understand what is meant by the word. Because they're just like, you know, the cherubim. Got it. You know, and this is how big the cherubim's wings were. Which is funny to me because anytime you see any um, cherubim depicted in um, modern day things, mm-hmm. it's always tiny wings. Yes. So it's very, because I think it's too close to angel, right? Like we have definitions for angel and cherubim. And in our eyes, cherubim is this thing and today. Today. Today we do that. Right. But when we were trying to figure out early on what it was, we didn't know, are cherubim human figures with wings? Are they Cupid-like beings? Are they monstrous winged guardians? Right. We don't know, right? But um, Asimov suggests consider the sphinx, right? The head of a woman, wings of an eagle, and body of a lion. Okay. Right? And so that's an amalgamation of all different kinds of creatures. Right. And so he suggests that that's what the cherubim actually were and that later on in the book of Ezekiel Mm -hmm. cherubim are composites of various creatures who have four faces one of a man one of a lion one of an ox and one of an eagle that's kind of creepy with four wings and feet of a calf and and yeah it's all that's a lot creepier than what we've decided cherubim are (laughs) right exactly exactly but um, Ezekiel comes, like, later on sure. towards the book of Revelation, I think. Oh, okay. All right. If I'm not mistaken. I could be totally mistaken. But he's giving a prophecy, I believe. Okay. When he's describing this creature. Got it. So, um, he, he's Ezekiel is describing something as a guardian. So, I think Asimov is saying, I think that... These cherubim are actually this creature that Ezekiel was describing. Gotcha. And that it's an amalgamation of various animals put together, which would not have been unusual for that time. Right, right. And and he gave other examples of that as well, but I thought the Sphinx pretty much 
was the best example because we're all familiar with that. Yeah, and I, I suppose for the Israelites coming out of Egypt, there were to be a lot of like associations with different animals mm-hmm. because of where they were coming from and exactly. the things that were done in that culture. So Keep that thought in mind that they had a lot of associations um, with animals regarding um, deities. Hold on to that thought. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll come back to that in a minute. But moving on to the next section, we've got the Thurum and the, or I'm sorry, the oh, Urim yeah. and the Thummim. R- right. On page 149. We made a lot of fun of those. We did. And I don't know if you recall, but the Urim is, um, translates to the word lights and Thummim is perfections. Okay. And I wrote, so WTF. <laughs> right, right. But... Um, I, I think we decided at the time, and Asimov also agrees, that it's most likely a process for drawing lots, okay. like throwing the bones or reading That's tarot right. cards yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Right. But who could know? Right. right? I mean, right. honestly, whatever. Yeah. But he didn't give a lot of uh, comment to that. So. Right. Um, so the next section is the molten calf. And this is the final section of um, the Exodus. Okay. okay. Yep. And this is on page 151. So I'm going to read a bit of a quote here that's a couple sentences long. Okay. okay. Moses' stay on Mount Sinai continued for so long that the Israelites back in the camp began to fear that he might never return. <laughs> this encouraged those among them who felt uncomfortable with an invisible God. It is very common to desire some visible manifestation of the deity nowadays as well as in ancient times, and the pressure increased on Aaron to supply one. Right. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm going to read something else um, from a few paragraphs later in his book. He says, the choice of image, which is a a molten calf that Aaron created, is not as surprising as it might sound to modern ears, which he's going to go on and describe that for a minute. But I just want to put out there for the record that when we were reading this, I was like, how random, what an odd, random animal to pick. Right. Like, we could pick chickens, we could pick lizards, but no, let's pick a cow. Like, why? Right. Well, he actually talks about this. Here, but I just wanted to put out there that I did, I I did have the same like, huh? That's weird that he's talking about. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So I I don't want to sound smarter than I actually am. No, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the dummy that he's talking about. <laughs> so it's not as surprising as it might sound to modern ears that he picked a calf. Okay. okay. Primitive man did not differentiate as carefully between men and animals as we do. Hmm. Okay. Then he gives some examples of what he means. Um, They believe some animals might be equal or even superior to humans. Interesting. Some believed in reincarnation where you would be reborn into an animal. Right. And some believed in honoring and revering animals that served as a source of food. Right. Well, I mean, some of this still happens in some cultures. Like in India. Right. For example. Yeah. He talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, To people who depend on cattle for meat, milk, and labor, the bull is bound to be considered an important figure. Right. So um, then he goes on to say, the transition from an invisible presence resting between the cherubim on the Ark of the Covenant to the cherubim themselves could be an easy one. It might not even represent a full retreat from Yahvism, meaning the worship of Yahweh, since the golden figure might be taken for Yahweh made manifest. 
Huh. So the people were not entirely cuckoo beans when they were like, Aaron, do something. And Aaron's like, I don't fucking know. Okay. You know, we've got these cherubim here and there's a calf missing. And so I'm going to make a golden calf. Well, to be fair, they don't have the golden cherubim yet. They haven't made the ark yet. No, that's true. That's so, true. I'm just saying. That is true. But at any rate, he is like, we're going to we're going to do this. Right. And it's not entirely crazy that like he didn't pull it out of his ass like I thought he did. Right. When this came back in First Kings where we're at. They, um, they... I was just going to say that's the very next sentence that I wrote here <laughs> is it explains why when Israel and Judah split Jeroboam of the tribe of Ephraim one of the Joseph tribes, which would have carried these stories of the bulls and stuff yeah, down. Yeah. He turned Jerusalem toward the bull and away from um, Yahweh the way that it was right. supposed to be because he was trying to differentiate his kingdom from the other one. Got it. So but it's maybe not as far of a differentiation as we right. think of it as today. Right. Exactly. It was... A different way of worshiping probably the same god got it got it so not as evil as it sounds right no i get which it which is interesting because but we're it's, and like, it's all in the matter of who wrote the book mm -hmm. to decide what how evil it was or how and much it mattered they lost so right they're clearly the bad guys yeah right right so that is so interesting because we were specifically saying oh these people never learn they're so stupid why did they go back to this well, right they may not have seen it as a win or lose thing. They may have seen it as this is just another way to worship Yahweh. Right. Yep. So that is the end of the book of Exodus from Asimov's Guide to the Bible. Okay. And next week we will be starting the book of Leviticus, which is a mere 10 pages. Good. At Asimov's um covering of that is as i recall leviticus was pretty fucking boring yeah so it's um pages 154 through page 164 okay and the topics are leviticus leaven unclean the day of atonement azazel devils blood familiar spirits molech and jubilee well that sounds a lot like he skipped the boring bits. Yeah, that sounds so, like really you know. super interesting. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I mean, there I'm, was, I'm not saying there wasn't some fun stuff in Leviticus, but man, you had to dig for it, whew, and I'm glad he shit. did the work for us. Right? Yeah. I'm still very much enjoying this book. Um, when he gets out of geography land, yeah, um, it's much more enjoyable because I I'm not familiar enough with the area to be able. To have that be as useful to me as it might be. Well, it's really hard to convey on a podcast, too. Like, right. You can't just, like, talk about geography. You can, but, like, you're assuming that everybody knows what that means when you say something. So Right, right. That makes it hard. It does make it hard. But just in, insofar as the readability of this book, I haven't commented on that in a while. Right. And so I just wanted to say that um, I'm really enjoying it. I hope that if you guys haven't picked up a copy of this book yet, that... Um, you do add it to your TBR because it's a really, really good, solid read. Right. And very informational, um, very user, reader approachable. Like, it's not above my head. And I'm kind of a dum-dum. So <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't read scholastic material because a lot of the studies and stuff are over my head. This is not. This is within my reach. Right. So right. it's written for the layperson who's not familiar with a, a lot of 
history. Right. I which, gotcha. Which he stated from the beginning was his plan. And he, I'm happy to tell you, is sticking to that. Well, that's great. Yep. I'm glad to hear it. All right. Well, that was, um, sac- uh, hold on. That Sacrilegious was- Book Club. Yeah, that. Is that what you're trying that's to say? That's what I was getting at, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, for today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also have our weekly replay re- going out today. And then we'll be back tomorrow with... Um, First Kings chapter 20, and then Tuesday will be 21, and uh, that is it. I thought it was 21 and 22. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Okay. 21 and 22. (laughs) Sorry. Like, I had it in my head. There's only two more chapters, and it's in the 20s, and so I just grabbed 20. But no, it's 21 and 22 on Monday or Tuesday. Right, right, right. And just in case anybody out there is only listening to our Sacrilegious Book Club, I um, just want to mention to everybody here that uh, we will be at the Kentucky Freethought Convention on September 3rd, and we would love to see you all there. If you go now and get tickets on their website, just do a search for Kentucky Freethought Convention. They are $10 online, and they'll be $15 at the door. We will have free coffee packets for anybody that comes by our table and told us that you heard about that on our podcast and so you'll want to look for ungodly brew ungodly brew yeah mm-hmm. and uh, and sacrilegious discourse we'll we're, same we'll, table we'll same be table representing both yep but the coffee is from ungodly brew that's right and uh hopefully we'll see you all there if not we'll see you definitely tomorrow for the next chapter yep all right see you guys bye hey wife I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The secret to visibly firmer, summer ready skin is here. Osea's number one best selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.